go on any more adventures? You been back to that Canadian restaurant? No. Ha <laughs> ha! The Kooky Canuck. Was it cheesy what? It was disgusting. You know what? Delicacies aren't for everyone, James. Mm-hmm. Takes a sophisticated palate to appreciate a nice warm bowl of canned corn covered in melted cheese sauce. Welcome back, everyone, to the IO Panel Podcast, episode 120. My name's Evan. I'll be your host this week. Uh, back with us, as always, the co-hosts, James and Mike. How are you guys doing today? I'm doing great. I'm having a good time. Good to hear. Most well. Most well. <laughs> Thank you, Winona. Michael, always doing a little extra, you know? <laughs> no, what, what was that? Is that from Family Guy? Yes. It was like, I can't act with this woman. <laughs> they're like doing a period piece, you know, in like 1850s or maybe it's Pride and Prejudice. Yeah. And uh, sh- and the dude's like, my love, what has brought you here tonight? Or or has some bullshit. I don't remember the line. She's like, how you doing? She's like, most good. I am oh. most good. <laughs> and he's like, God damn it. I can't work with this. He's like, can we do a topless scene or something? Yeah. And like off off screen, you hear the director like, uh, yeah. And the <laughs> guy's like, like okay, oh, really? Yeah. Okay, cool. We got a movie yeah, then. Let's, let's get this rolling. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. All right. Uh, I am well. And that's our show for today. Thank you for coming by. <laughs> Evan, I want you to tell us a story that about the lamp that I see over your left shoulder. Mm-hmm. It is a approximately, I would say, one quarter, one quarter to one eighth scale model of the leg lamp from A Christmas Story, the um, the special award, fragile. It's not. It's not the deed to a bowling alley. I'll put it that way. But yeah. yeah, it's a it's a desk version of the leg lamp. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my mom got it for me for Christmas, like must have been close to eight years ago, and I enjoy having it around. Is it one of your most prized possessions? No. I could do without it. But it's lasted this long, so keep it around. Fair enough. If you had said it was one of your most prized possessions, I'd be like, man, our bar is so low for prized possessions. <laughs> Evan's yeah. most prized possession. And what is your most prized possession, Evan? I oh, bet it's going to be proof that the bar is low. He's like, a uh, razor, blah, blah, blah. I'll, I'll just say <laughs> one of your, not your, the most, one of your most prized possessions. Let's go with that. Let's go with that. So, like, if, there, if the house caught on fire and I had to I had like 30 seconds to grab something non-essential. Um, I don't think I have anything, really. Maybe like my camera? 
But even then, not so much. That's just expensive, right? It's not really. I mean, it was expensive like a decade ago. Yeah. But, like, you know, I can, I can buy more mice, you know. Don't, don't get it twisted, Mike. Like, and I will. Oh, I will. <laughs> it's a problem, and that's why I will. Um, I don't have a prize position. Well, okay. I'm thinking about it. I don't think I do either. I guess I take my computer, but just because not having a computer is a massive inconvenience, but not... It wouldn't be the end of the world if I lost. Even if I lost all the data, it wouldn't matter. I'd be like, oh, well, it would suck. I'd be like, okay. But more than likely, I forget half the things I have on here, and I don't remember they're, they're important until I see them, which means they're not important. So, Yeah, of all the junk and purchases that I have around me, I could leave this house forever you know, with my phone and wallet and passport and whatnot and be fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm thinking too. I'm not. I'm not really having anything that I'm like, man. You know, like I need that. Mm-hmm. Your, I mean, you your know, fat, your fat butt firearm. <clears throat> I'd have to take the cat. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if there's a fire or something, you know. But you say you have to. You are not but, legally know, obligated to. He's a living creature, so I'm gonna. Gonna save him, you know. I mean, the cat, but the cat, obviously, you know. But the cat doesn't fall under your prize possession, right. you know. You can't cat, own a living thing, Mike. The cat has agency, Michael. I think it I... self determines. <laughs> <laughs> I think the Montgomery County <laughs> Police Department would have something to say about that, Evan. <laughs> so you can't own a cat, man. Like, well, actually, you can't under <laughs> under code blah blah the whatever. <laughs> Under Mitten's Law. Yeah. <laughs> Mitten's Law. Ooh. Evan, uh, well, James took a very a very serious and <laughs> and horrible thing and turned it turned it cute. <laughs> That's right. He's referring to Megan's Law. Oh, I didn't know. What is that? James. What is Megan's uh, law? I'm pretty sure, and I don't know 100%. I only know about it because of Family Guy. It's the law that says the chi- uh, someone like a pedophile has to be declared by the state or something, or has to be on an offender's list maybe, or has hmm. to... Oh, you have to declare to your neighbors that you're whatever. You're like, hello, you're like, I am a pedophile. How are yeah. you? You know? like yeah. Like when you interact, like like according to Megan's law, I have to tell you that I diddled whatever, you know. Yeah, gotcha. Like Probably don't want to use the word diddled when you do that, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably not. Honestly, if you're a pedophile, you probably just want to move to the fucking woods and kill yourself, or just <laughs> be away from people forever. You know, I would the worst thing you could ever do is go to someone's house who has kids and say, "I'm a pedophile." That would be terrifying for you and terrifying for them, you know, and it's a guaranteed way to get like a angry slap in the face. So do yeah, you just... have to make those introductions or like does a, a state representative contact everyone around on your behalf? I don't know, but I'm going to use the new term, which is unrelated from what you asked. The new term I heard on the Internet, which I think is hilarious. If you are a pedophile, go commit neck rope. <laughs> neck rope. 
You haven't heard I was that? like necrophilia. I was like no, neck rope. Necronomicon. <laughs> it's like hanging yourself, but yeah. it's the trolley way to hang yourself. Neck rope. <laughs> I love it, yo. Go go commit die. <laughs> That's another one. The internet's a fabulous place. Yeah. I think you have to do it yourself. I think you have to go yourself or something. Well, I mean you have to <clears throat> I think you have to register yourself, right? Yeah, but don't you have to go door to door? No, that's crazy. Is it when you interact with them? Like, if you interact with someone with children or with your neighbor, you have to tell them? I don't know. I need to brush up on pedophilia law. Yeah. No, no. (laughs) None of us do because none of us have have an issue with that. None of us need to. Please, no one go on with that idea that we need to learn about. As Mike Googles, (laughs) presenting yourself as a pedophile. Yeah. uh, What? (laughs) A how-to guide. Yeah. (laughs) By Creepy Joe. (laughs) Dear sir or madam. Yeah. So your son is handsome. Yeah. <laughs> right. Glenn Close is a handsome woman. <laughs> oh. Dude, that's great. <laughs> you said that, I was like, yes. <laughs> exactly correct. Hmm. Okay. I don't remember where we were going with this oh, prize possessions. Uh all right. I might grab a knife or something. I like Mora knife or Mora knives. So and I have a couple of those, so I'd probably grab one. Is that like in the kitchen? No, they're like utility knives. Mm. I, see. I think I got one for James a couple of years ago. Yeah, I have one. The 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 orange handle fishing fish scaling knife or it's not a fish scaling knife, but it's a ridiculously sharp knife. It's still sharp as fuck too. Yeah, they're great. And they're I like don't even know. 20 bucks. Yeah, I don't even know what, why it's so sharp, but it's unusually sharp. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm serious. Like, if you look at it and hold it, you're like, what is this made of? Is this, you're like, is is, is this fucking star metal? Like, what? Like what is this? <laughs> you know, what's that fucking ancient metal? Uh, what is that fucking shit? Uh, Adamantium? No. Unobtainium? No, the fucking shit that the dwarves are always making things out of. Uh, starts with an M. I don't know. Mithril. Like, is this mithril? You oh. know, it, it just like it. Gl- it has like a little rainbow. What the hell is mithril? It. It's it's a. Yeah, I don't know. Ask ask Ed. You're not a Tolkienite. Mike. Yeah, yeah. It's it's Tolkien, fucking World of Warcraft, that kind of thing. It's it's real like true geek culture, which we don't go down that path. But I've fantasy novel stuff. But anyway, so. uh yeah, it it kind of has this rainbowing hue, rainbow hue to it. Like the metal's almost like it's blued, kind of. But instead of the blue texture you get from a blued gun, it almost like and it has a very dark tint to it, and it's sharp. Like you can see the fucking edge. It's so mm-hmm. sharp. It's nice. It's a really nice knife. Excellent. Yeah, I'm a fan. Cool. Yeah, there you go. That's it. Oh, okay. So, we'll put that in the extra section. Mm -hmm. Um, More knives. Get them. Oh, Uh, yeah. So. You guys do anything uh, noteworthy this past week? Mm. Or anything you would like to discuss? Big plans? Well, uh, we played darts. Oh, I riled up a Trump Trump supporter. Yeah, I was going to say, James had a good time uh, at darts. Yeah. He something happened. I don't know. We kind of missed it. We were outside. We came in. He's like, "Man, he's like the guy snapped at me." <laughs> I was like, "What?" 
I was like, uh oh. Well, so maybe James can tell us that story if, he, if he's uh, feeling up to it. Nothing to tell, Feel man. Feel free to share if you're so inclined. But yeah. No pressure. Um, but yeah, play darts. Uh, you guys actually enjoy it, or is it like one of those things where you, you know, once you get motivated and get out of the house and show up, you're like, okay, this isn't so bad. Because I assume you guys have still not set up your boards. Mm, correct. So it's not like I need to be doing this at all times. This is my shit now. No, it's definitely not. I, I mean, you know what? So I think because of how old I am, I'm at a point in my life where I hate starting things and not finishing them. And it makes me angry to give up. I feel mm-hmm. I really feel like a quitter when I stop doing a thing. So now I end up doing stuff begrudgingly, you know, and darts. I've gotten better, but even now, like I played, I played the other night and I got the guy, I mean, after the guy got mad at me for something he thought I said that I didn't say, I just began, I went into like, I'm pissed off mode and I just started throwing the darts like with, with absolute further. And I was like crushing him after that. You know what I mean? Cause I was just angry, but I wasn't trying to beat him and I didn't beat him actually, but I was just like crushing the shit out of him in certain places and then when i played doubles with dave like the next round me and dave were like we got our right, we got beat but it was close and we were crushing them so many times in both games um so i, I noticed i've definitely gotten better and i was able to play with a clear-headedness i normally don't play with but even still i was just like this is why i shouldn't play darts like, that's what i was thinking i was like because <laughs> all these people are idiots like i was just like this is stupid you know and it sucks because I invested money in the darts and I bought a fucking dartboard like an asshole, you know, and I know the reality is one day I'll buy a house and I'll put the dartboard up in the basement with a bunch of other shit that hopefully will draw people to my house to come hang out or something. And I'll be like, okay, I have this dartboard that I never use. It's like, it's going to be like a pool table that you have in your house that you never use. Like people have pool tables and they never fucking play pool. Nobody plays pool. Who's like, let's play some billiards, Reginald. Nobody does that, you know? <laughs> Nobody does that. So, like, you, you know the people who love a pool table? Like, who love playing table games like that? If this motherfucker owns Snooker. If you yeah. own Snooker, you fucking love Snooker. Because you, you can't just go find a fucking Snooker table. But a pool table, that shit's a fucking meme, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, I got a basement, so uh, it's either going to be a fucking porn trash room a place to jerk off alone or a pool like a like a kind of a chill spot for me for me and my friends who never come over anyway i'll get the pool table i'll get the obligatory foosball table i'll get the obligatory big tv and if i'm lucky i'll have a wet bar mini bar down there and then your then your basement's done you got it yep you know that's your man cave james yeah that you're never going to go into because that's not where your computer is (laughs) (laughs) that's the reality of my life you know (laughs) Hence with that, darts. I'm like, so why is this on the computer? You right. know? Like, <laughs> why can't this be in VR or whatever? You know, like yeah, it's just like kids just play VR darts. Yeah, let's just do that. It's like why? Like I'm like, why don't you guys play more games? Like that's what I'm thinking <laughs> to myself. I'm playing darts. Like why don't you guys play more fucking PC games? Like David, I'm like, why do you play fucking WoW, Dave? I hate you so much for playing WoW. Like why can't you play fucking like man? Let's play some FPSs together. Let's fucking play Squad. Let's play Tarkov. You know, yeah. no, this guy's like, let's play darts and drink fucking rum, spiced rum. I'm like, shut up. Fucking cool guy. <laughs> I know. What a piece of trash. With his great apartment and his cute girlfriend and his better life than mine. 
Fuck. His, his outgoing personality. His outgoing personality, and everyone likes him, yeah. <laughs> it's like, why can't you be more like me? Yeah. Why can't you be a basement-dwelling piece of shit? <laughs> oh, man. All right. Mm-hmm. So, and to sum up, playing darts is actually a good thing. Just James <laughs> refuses to accept it. <laughs> Maybe it's not his thing. And Mike, I think it's your thing because you you got peer pressured into it, and maybe some with James too. So uh, early, well, you're locked in for the season now. No, I, I was a. I think I was. I think I'm able to weasel out of it halfway through because I have a class like halfway, like you know, in a couple weeks. Um, actually, yeah, in a couple weeks I have a class. So I mean, I, I don't think I'll be able to spent a lot of time doing it and Dave knows that so I don't think he's going to make me do it but um, the same thing I was telling you earlier Evan about like applying myself to things um, this is something we were talking about before the show started but the same thing happened to me in darts like I know I can play darts well you know not maybe not be the best dart player in the world but I can know I can play decently but I have to I would have to sit here and practice don't want to do that and then I'd have to when I go in and play darts, I have to constantly tell myself, stand like this, hold the darts like that, aim like this, send it. Stand like this, hold the darts like that, send it. That's my mantra. Stand like this, hold the darts like that, send it. Like, that's what, I, that's what I'm thinking. And the fucking conservative maniac who yelled at me because he thought I said, fuck him about Donald Trump when I said, fuck them about politicians in general, he's the one who taught me that. And it actually works. You know? So, yeah. Send it. Yeah. Full send. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Manifest. Okay. Uh, well, sounds like fun. Mike? It's great. Love it. Oh, our darts team is named Who Darted. I don't approve. It was Sa- it was Sapphire Shots Company before that. I definitely don't approve of that either. Yeah, I like so, the dirt. It's kind of kind of witty. Yeah, all the other teams have clever ass names, so they were like, "All right, we need a clever name," and that's what what was what they came up with. While James wasn't there, because I don't know where he was. I was on the chat. I saw it. Well, I just we were, don't care. I don't. We care were at we going. were at the tournament when it was <laughs> thought up. He's, he said it on the chat. He said it. He said, uh, he said we're going to call the company Sapphire Starts Company. Does anyone have any any problems? Oh, you mean the first name. Yeah. No, no. I mean, he he said at the turn, I guess the day of the tournament, I was in Vegas, but he said, oh, right. I saw the text message. He said, we're, we're going to call the company. We're going to call it, you know, who darted. And I was like, does anyone have a problem with that? And I just didn't reply because I didn't care. <laughs> you didn't name yourself like, like uh, was it from Dodgeball, like the Purple Cobras? That'd be great. That'd be interesting. The purple-headed Cobras. Is that what it was? Yes. You sure? Yes. Okay. Oh, did you know ESPN ate the outro as a thing? Um, No. It's a thing. Did it become a thing after that movie? Yes. (laughs) And all they do is have that troll sports, like, you know, fucking ping pong and weird shit in there. Badminton? But it's like a... (laughs) It's like a... uh, All right, Ryan. Um... (laughs) It's like a uh it's like a segment 
on regular ESPN where they show the troll sports. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I do too. ESPN likes to have fun. It says ESPN is bringing back the Ocho for the second straight glorious year. Yeah. Well, there you go. It's like, now for this minute in show jumping. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> it's shit like that, yeah. Yeah, it says ESPN2 is now ESPN the Ocho. I guess they do it for a, a limited time or something. That's funny. All right. Uh, I didn't really do anything this week. Just had a pretty chill short week at work because of Labor Day. That was nice. Mm. Yes. Yes, it was. Yeah. I got nothing. Mike, got anything? Mm. It's okay to... to say no. No means no, you know? Went to a uh, went to a baby shower. Why? First time I ever done that. Hopefully the last. No. Yes. Uh. <laughs> no, I was just I was invited and I said okay, fine, I'll come. And it was a uh, who's baby shower. Uh, my friend who lives in Baltimore. Oh. So I hadn't seen her in a while. I was like, was All this? Right, cool. uh, we went to her birthday party. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's right, you told me she's pregnant or whatever. Good for her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you know what's funny? So after the after everyone left and everything, we're just kind of just hanging out. And she's like, yeah, so my cousin organized this. She's like, I've literally met this person twice in my fucking life. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> her cousin's the one who, like, organized the whole thing. Oh, it's like, apparently she, that's her thing. She just went with it? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, so her, her cousin's, uh, like, a party planner or something? I have no idea what she actually does for a living, but apparently pl- planning at least baby showers is her thing. So I thought you were going to say that after everybody left and she was talking to you, she was like, she kissed you full on the mouth and said it was your baby. What the fuck? I'm like, what? <laughs> or took you, to, took you to the side <laughs> and said, this is the biggest mistake of my life. Yeah. <laughs> no, go on. <laughs> Punch me in the stomach. No, <laughs> yeah, right. It's like, Mike, I need you to look the other way while I jump down this flight of stairs. Oh, Jesus Christ. This is dark. Wow. And I guys. started it, so, you know, my fault. For anyone out there listening, adopt. <laughs> adopt, don't shop. Yeah. What? Yeah. What? <laughs> Wait, we'll go with that. Wait, no. <laughs> let, me, let me try again. Oh man, Michael, you sent me. Who sent me Machine Gun Kelly this week? I that was that. Mike. Yeah, I discovered him uh, when Kamikaze came out. Has anyone listened to Kamikaze? By the way, this is the new Eminem album. By the way, if anybody who doesn't know this, I, I listened to a couple tracks, sort of in the background. That thought it was okay. I have I not. I've not listened to any of it, although I was aware that it came out. So I listened to the song that everybody's really excited about, "Fall," mm-hmm. and I listened to Watch Mojo did like a whole like rap genius thing on it, where they broke it down, and they, basically that song is interesting because he's ripping apart a bunch of different rappers. Oh, uh, I did. I did listen to a clip of it, and I know they're ripping apart like SoundCloud rappers and that kind of shit. And yeah, and the that's how I disco- and all that. Yeah, that's how I discovered Machine Gun Kelly because he attacks him in that song in Fall or one of the other Kamikaze songs. 
otherwise, I was just like, all right, man, not impressed. None of this is Stan or Lose Yourself or like none of it's like that to me. I don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. it's still it's good. Yes, you can rap. You're still Eminem, but uh, none of the beats were impressive. Like you know, the beats of the other ones were hard and they drew you in and you got to. It made you get excited. Like oh shit, things are about to happen. You know, this doesn't do that. It's just kind of like all right. And he and to quote Machine Gun Kelly, somebody get him some clippers. His beard is weird. You know, <laughs> you definitely need to trim your face up. Eminem, I'm sorry. It's really strange and off-putting to see you with a beard. You know, um, Machine Gun Kelly, on the other hand, I had heard of him before, but I just kind of written him off as another because I was like, all rap sucks right now, so he's just gonna suck too. But you know what's funny, right? You see these kids who grew up with rap from our generation, and they did one of two things: they either became mumble rappers. Or they became like rappers like Machine Gun Kelly, Little Dicky. Um, there's this guy from Facebook and YouTube who's really big, and I can't think of his name. Um, but uh, Post Malone, no, uh, not Post Malone. <laughs> but uh, there's a, there's a few guys out there who are really good. Childish Gambino, you know what I mean? Even though he kind of raps about nothing, sort of, but still, he does rap about something. Uh, he had and he had nothing. like two good albums. I don't yeah. know. I don't think I really care for his most recent one. I haven't heard. I only heard the This Is America song. And even though I don't, even though. I don't get it. I'm sure it's a good I, song, though. So I don't, I'm, I understand <laughs> the surface layer of what he's trying to say in the song. But I know that other people have discovered some inner depth that I'm like, it doesn't exist. And I think Childish, I believe that song is like fancy wine. People are like, you don't understand this wine. It mm-hmm. has a great note in it. And the reality is it's just Kmart box wine bullshit. So I think that the song is good. Like the whole, like, this is America. Like anytime I say like just some casual shit, I'm like, this is America. I think about that song. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it, the, the hook works, you know, and the beat works. It's like, this is America. But but that, you know, it just works. Yeah. But um, it suffered from over analysis from the English teachers yeah, of the Internet. I think it's over now. Yeah. I was going to say, Evan, like, that's what you're what you're always talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's making a comment about gun violence and violent you know police and black people and black on black violence and violence in general and what it means to be an american and what in our world right now but that's really it you know what i mean i don't think he's i don't think there's anything else there but anyway yeah so i thought i, I listened to now that you've, Kelly, you've ostracized the the black listeners <laughs> i know right of our all, all one of them uh <laughs> you don't no. know well that'd be great you if don't know me send us an email you don't know me. That's right. Um, no, Thank but uh, the Machine Gun Kelly, Kelly song, Rap Devil, is fucking good. Mm-hmm. It's a good song, man. And Machine Gun Kelly, he's got a good look. You know? Skinny white dude covered in tattoos. Yeah, man. It works, though. It works he has suspenders tattooed on himself. Yes. It fucking works. Yeah. You got to admit, admit, the look works. It does. You know? Like, in an age of people putting tattoos on their face... <laughs> like the guy who I discovered his name is Takashi Six Nine. Oh yeah, um, he looks like a fucking fool. By the way, yes. Oh my gosh! All right, let me get. Let me leave you guys alone. <laughs> I'm gonna stop talking. I can just like let's James lecture channel. Let's go. Sorry. All right, uh, Mike. Would you like to get us into some news here? 
I would. So first up, you guys hear about this? A, a museum in Brazil? Yeah. Was destroyed in a fire? I did hear about that. It says home to 20 million items destroyed in a fire. So it's called Brazil's National Museum in Rio de Janeiro, which is one of the largest museums of natural history in Latin America. Um, just after the building, it, just after it had its 200th anniversary. That thing's been there a long time. Um, I'm kind of surprised that the, uh, the whole thing could just burn down like this. So either they didn't have good anti, I mean, maybe the building's so old, they don't have any anti fire suppression system. Yeah. Yeah. So apparently, did you go into the story, Michael? Just a little bit. I mean, apparently the whole, it's been suffering from budget cuts for years. And Mm -hmm. where's your halon? Exactly. Halon is illegal, at least in America. <laughs> I always say that to my boss. I'm like, why doesn't our server room have any Halon in it? He's like, it's illegal. I'm like, we need more Halon in here. <laughs> just spray asbestos everywhere. Because, Michael, you've been to our office. We have the glass window, and I just want to envision, like, banging on the door. Mark, get out of there. It's coming on. Get out of there. <laughs> we got a warp core breach of progress. Oh, Everybody God. out. That's right. Jesus Christ. Mark presses his hand against a glass up his face. It's been good, brother. <laughs> oh. Brent Spiner's over in the corner getting strangled by an octopus. You're like, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what the hell's going on? That's fucking great. Anyway, but yeah, um, so yeah, it's been neglected, and uh, Brazil has a huge corruption problem, and so if it's kind of like, this might be a tipping point for them, honestly. You know, we'll see what happens in the coming days as people really, it sets in, but we might see big changes there, I think, because this is a huge loss. Like, Brazil could be a leader in South America, and it's not. It's just another shit, shitty turd. Um, and, um, by the way, they had the oldest human remain, remains in uh, in the Americas there, I believe. Have or had? Had. Hmm. Was there any evidence of arson? Do you guys know? I didn't hear anything about that. We haven't heard anything yet. Okay. Investigation is uh, pending. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised, though. I mean, I feel like anytime there's a fire, those wildfires happen, I'm like, this arson, some asshole did that. Yeah. <laughs> no, those wildfires, much. that's usually, like, just lightning or something. But I feel like there's some guy out there fucking around, like, <laughs> fuck you motherfuckers, and it's set a fire. Anyway. Hmm. I don't know. James thinks the worst. Yeah, I don't trust people. So I like it. You keep you keep doing that. We need people like you. We need <clears> skeptics. <throat> mm-hmm. All right, so next up, uh, Japan's just been getting fucking hammered for some reason. I guess it's the season for mm-hmm. crazy weather. Natural disasters. So on Wednesday, they had a, a typhoon, which, what do we call that? Is that a hurricane? Uh, well, is that the same thing? No. I think a I mean a typhoon is like a result of a hurricane or something. Hmm. Like a tidal wave. I don't think there's synonyms. Okay. So it's different. Um well anyway, they had a typhoon. It it uh was so bad it shut down their 
their uh, Kansai International Airport. Um, that's the airport that was basically built on a, they call it reclaimed land. That's the one they built out of like three, right? That's the one they built like in the middle of the ocean. Yeah, it's like all out of, it's like out of, they it's piled up fucking trash and <laughs> it is. I'm it's pretty not sure trash. Good. It's not trash. It's nah, land, nah, dirt nah, and nah. shit. No, no, no. It's like imported sand from check Abu your, Dhabi. And... Check your homework. I'm pretty... <laughs> it's like Oreo wrappers. Uh, uh, Kansai Airport? I'm going to check. I think it's made of something weird. I think they did something weird. It, it's Maybe it's reclaimed, but I think they they built a, like... It's stacked up something. Like something is stacked under there. And they to raise up the land or something. There's something weird about that place. It says... Uh, get this. A uh, hundred cars went up in flames, thought to be an effect of <laughs> seawater on the batteries. And I was thinking, it just keeps all these cars on fire. It's like, what the fuck? It says a man made island off the coast of the city of Izumi's, Izumizano in Osaka Prefecture. Um, so basically, it flooded. So several planes around the tarmac were submerged up to their engines. What? Yeah. That sounds like poor planning. Yeah, it was just it was just crazy. Yeah, imagine if like you go to BWI and it's just like, yeah, there's water up to water up to here everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> like, like the fuck? It's like, well, where's it gonna go? So we don't know. Down somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very disruptive. Also, so James, any 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 word on the the manufacturing techniques of the man-made island built out of mulch? It does seem that typhoon and a hurricane are very similar, so it, and possibly used interchangeably. It says a typhoon is a mature tropical cyclone. Okay. What's a tropical cyclone? <laughs> <laughs> well, click on the link. Jesus Christ. This is, okay, you, you are correct. It is, apparently three mountains were excavated, 21 million cubic uh, yards, 27 million cubic yards of uh, mountain. Like 190, 197,000 fathoms of, of mountainous gravel. Like, what kind of unit conversion are you fucking using? <laughs> Give it that to be in hectares. Huh? <laughs> um, just as a side note, unrelated because I this is what I do. I was listening to an ad and they it was a, a YouTube ad and they were trying to they're trying to like make something sound like it's more and they were like they were like our video has helped seven point five thousand people. I was like, what? Seven point five thousand. All right, Michael. Weird. Yeah, hopefully this is hopefully this works out though. I mean, they they built this within according to the Wikipedia they built this with typhoons and shit in mind. So, hmm. might need to reevaluate that a little this bit. This is a, this is a super typhoon then. <clears throat> Otherwise known as it was a type seven typhoon. No, El Nino. Exactly. Look at this picture of this thing. I'm gonna put this in the show notes so you guys see the airport. It is like so un-island like like it's sad because it's like if humans made a thing this is what it would look like in the water like it just looks like 
very uncool. <laughs> it looks it looks like like zero like like if you're gonna make an island, put a little beachfront property on there, you know. <laughs> yeah, do something cool, you know. Make it put up, put just put some dope there, like Nabi. Hmm. Yeah, you're like this. This does not belong where yeah, it is. It looks totally like a hundred percent like man, like a man-made thing. How do you get there? That was my exact question. Yeah. You fly by, by plane. Yeah. <laughs> you fly. Is, uh, another airport you have to go to, maybe. Who knows? Oh, yeah. Huh. So it's only residents are the airport workers themselves. Residents. Yeah. That's funny. All right. So, so here's the thing. So that was on the fifth. That was on Wednesday. Then on the sixth. A strong earthquake hits Hokkaido. That's um, unfortunate. And you know what they built in Hokkaido, right? Another nuclear power plant. No, man, the machine. What machine? That SR Haddon had built. Oh. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I know they had a nuclear power plant that had took some damage and knocked power out during this whole thing. I don't know if it was a typhoon or the earthquake that did it, but I don't know about any leakage or anything, but there was an outage because they lost power. Silly Japan. Now get this. It says two people have died. Another seven people are without vital signs. What does that ah! mean? What, you're in a coma? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Without <laughs> vital signs. Like yeah, he's no, uh, he's got no heartbeat, but we cannot tell if he's dead. Yeah, and of course it was uh, power across the entire island was out because of this. That's crazy. Yeah, man. It says one one. It says just one day after the powerful typhoon, they they named the typhoon Jebby. Mm-hmm. J e b i. I don't know. Juby. Juby. It's not Juby. Okay. Juby. I'm, sure, I'm pretty sure that's how they pronounce that word, Juby. They don't normally pronounce a J with that, that G sound. They pronounce it with a Jew sound, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> it's very nasally. <laughs> <laughs> I might be wrong, but I think that's correct. I think it is. Huh. All right. Jebby. Juby. Juby. Excuse me. Juby. <laughs> All right. I'm sure. So, well, I'm sure they're handling it very well while being mm-hmm. uh, respectful to each other as citizens mm-hmm. and maintaining their superiority to the South Koreans. <laughs> right. So, James, now I was going to move on to the next story here, but there's a link on the side here about another guy who just died. And since you're just talking about Machine Gun Kelly, I feel like we need to talk about this guy. Mac Miller? Yeah, I heard Dead at that. 26? So, okay, I got a question for you. Who the fuck is Mac Miller? That's uh, a very valid question. I don't, I, you know, I heard about him and I've heard his name, but I didn't know. I don't know. When they said Mac Miller died, I was like, I don't know who he is. Same. Yeah, okay. So I'm not the only one. All right. It's like prolific rapper who went, underwent artistic reinvention dies from apparent drug overdose. All right. 
I had never heard of him. Before I saw this all over the place, I was like, who the fuck is Mac Miller? I yeah, literally never heard of him. some conspiracy about his, about his death as well. Oh? He said, said his house was cleaned before they did their investigation into his apparent uh, overdose. Hmm. So the maids did it? Who knows? And honestly, who gives a shit? Damn. I mean, when these guys fucking OD, I, you know, I, I've lived fucking 40 years having OD'd. Now, maybe my life's been a little boring, but I haven't OD'd yet. You know what I mean? And OD over overdose doesn't mean you died. I mean, anybody can, you can OD and still make it out the other end. So, you know, I, I, I haven't OD'd yet. I mean, just fucking be sensible. Just because you're rich and you can doesn't mean you should go fucking ham. You know? I don't That's think most rich people are it's a slippery slope. ODing. I don't think they are either. I, I, it's a, it's something to do with musicians. Fucking, what's that chick who could have gotten the dick, but also looked like she was probably crazy? Amy Winehouse. Yeah, there you go. You got it. Amy Winehouse. <laughs> she was another one. You know? And people were like, oh, Amy Winehouse died. And I was like, she's just some drug-addled maniac. Who cares? Sounds fucked up, but dude, fucking people die all the time. I care more about a kid in Uganda who dies than fucking Amy goddamn Winehouse or Mac fucking douche, douche canoe Miller. I believe that you care about them equally, which is yeah. zero. Exactly. Bingo. You got it. James doesn't care about anyone in Uganda. I don't. James doesn't care about <laughs> black people. No. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> He's like, only the black people I know. And even then, it's... <laughs> only I care about them as much as they care about me. How about that? There yeah. you go. There you go. Apparently his ex-girlfriend is Ariana Grande. Now, Still don't care. Now I know who that is, sort of. <laughs> she's Instagram famous. I won't claim to actually know one of her songs or anything. And she's Can she actually sing? The Disney show or something, right? Uh, is she the one that went out with, what's his name? She went out with someone no. else famous. Justin Bieber? Or no, that's the no, other one. No, no, no. That's yeah. Selena Gomez. Oh, no, yeah, you're right. I'm getting mixed up. You're right. Because they're all fucking interchangeable. That's true. I get her and Selena Gomez mixed up all the time. She's, You know what these people are to me? They're the marker that says, I'm old. <laughs> I, can know, I can know in time when I'm old when someone said, oh, Ariana Grande is the most important person on Instagram. I'm like, who? You know? <laughs> and I see a picture of her and I'm like, I don't know who that is. I don't know what she's sung or why she's important. You know? Right. I'm gonna try to find like, is she a song. Highlander and can I join her crew yeah. of bandits? The answer is no, I don't care. List of most followed Instagram accounts. Number one, Instagram. What? Number two. That's cheating. <laughs> Number two. Yeah, it's like, what's the best selling Super Nintendo game of all time? Super Mario Brothers. Like, great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's included with every console. Yeah. Number two, Selena Gomez. Oh, see? I got the mix up again. See? <laughs> Number three, Cristiano Ronaldo. Okay. Who? Soccer, Soccer player. player. Number four, Ariana Grande. Oh, there you go. Mix them up. Number five, Beyonce. Number six, Kim Kardashian. Of course. Yeah. All right. Oh wait, then, I'm I'm hearing some of his music. He's a really shitty rapper. He's, who Mac Miller? Uh, 
he's like a level like mumble rappers are here he's like a one step above them like there's a whole like game to rap and it's like the bars the complexity the this the that and he's like he's like i be drinking and i'm ripping then these bitches are tripping you're like all right mm. you can't rap dude <laughs> that's like so he funny. he rhymed the word rhyme with rhyme so groundbreaking yeah Mm-hmm. Oh, Michael, I don't care about this. <laughs> is anyone I care about on here? Eh, Let me just the speak. Rock. Is He's oh, number Miley seven. Cyrus. I like her cheeks when she shows them, but she's being good, good Miley now. Um, I don't like her cheeks. She doesn't have good cheeks, but I like her craziness. I like the crazy vibe. Yeah. She puts out like the vibe of like I could go down and suck your dick right now. Like she has mm-hmm. that vibe about her. Um. Uh, yeah, good stuff. Okay. Um, I find it interesting that a lot of these are "quote unquote" football players, aka soccer players. Um, now when you say a lot, well, I see like four. several, several. Yeah, I, I mean, see. He, I yeah, think, I mean, in general, like compared to like, I mean, there's not one, player. not one football player like. You know, American actual football. football. Uh, <laughs> you know, not one baseball, not one hockey. None yeah, of because that. It's it's a it's the world sport. The high likelihood of them being followed on Instagram is way higher because they have way more fans. So that's a lot of people then using Instagram who are not in this country. Yeah, a ton. Yeah. Go figure. Interesting. Also, have you seen people exist Cristiano outside Ronaldo? of the U.S.? He's a handsome motherfucker. I mean, it's a good looking man. Ronaldo, Ronaldo, Ooh, he's good looking. No, I don't. I don't know who that is. Yeah, he's a, yeah. he got way more good looking when he got started getting that paycheck. Oh yeah, of course. Have you seen his old photos? No, I'm sure he's beat. Like <laughs> busted. <laughs> really? Oh yeah. Uh, so what did he change? His paycheck. Wealth makes you fucking look handsome as fuck. <laughs> yeah, he got got good haircut. Got a uh, got better teeth. Got better skin. Really? Fucking grew muscles. Yeah. Grew muscles. Yeah, he hired a fucking, you know, hired a gal to fucking, like, massage his fucking pecs or something. Yeah. He hired some guy named fucking Rufus to fucking be like, all right, let's go, Cristiano. Let's get those reps in, boy. Mm-hmm. Hmm. All right. So Mac Miller, Rip, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But who I actually wanted to talk about was... Oh, yes. So, you guys remember the the uh, thing where the guy... The guy rammed into a crowd of people in yeah. Charlottesville? So the next day, the organizer of that Unite the Right thing was trying to have a press conference because he's an asshole. Mm -hmm. And a guy punched him. Good. Right? And so he got arrested. I mean, it was on, like, TV. (laughs) You know? The guy got arrested for assault. Blah, blah, blah. He got convicted of misdemeanor assault. He appealed his conviction. And the jury said, okay, you're guilty. You're still guilty, but... Um, instead of, it could have been up to a year in jail and or a $2,500 fine. They said, okay, no jail time and you're fined $1. <laughs> hmm. 
<laughs> Jeez. It's like technically I, we have to punish you, but you did the right thing. Yeah. I don't know if that much. sets a good precedent. Pretty much. I like it. I like it. I like it too, uh, but I don't think it sets a good precedent. I think it sends the wrong message. That the that law the law doesn't matter for certain people and just because you like James is like sh- just because he's like you've seen those Charles Bronson movies. He's like the <laughs> It's like the law must be applied equally. <laughs> I mean, it should be. I mean, I get what I get it right. I totally get it, but at the same time, vigilante justice, like white supremacists being pieces of shit or not, this is America. They're allowed to have their point of view, right? They're allowed to be dirtbags. Like it's totally within. And their they're purview. allowed to get punched in the head. Well, they're not allowed to get punched in the head. That's the thing. (laughs) (laughs) So it sets a fucking, it sets a, I mean, he got punished, but uh, it sets a weird precedent. I I agree with it. I mean, I'm glad, glad they fucking the guy got off. I mean, it's, but white supremacists are going to be like, oh, everyone's against us. You know, true. I'm not saying we should, I'm not saying we need to be afraid of them. I'm saying we need to do what we need to do, but I think we need to have the law needs to apply to everybody. You know, that's all. Yeah. All right. And so we uh, get it. The guy's name is Jeffrey Winder. That's the guy who did the punching. And he punched the white piece of shit, Jason Kessler. So, whatever. Uh, okay. I think this is my last, my last story here in the news. Mm-hmm. I wanted to get your guys' take on this. So this is about this this couple who they did a like a GoFundMe thing and raised four hundred thousand dollars for this homeless vet dude. I heard about this, and then supposedly they like didn't give him the money or whatever. Mm-hmm. Now I don't know. I mean, I get the outrage and everything, and that's totally fine. Um. But, like, this story in particular says police raid home of New Jersey couple who raised $400,000 for homeless man, right? Um, is there a crime? I don't think so. I mean, not to say they're not pieces of shit. Right. But is there a crime? I, I've never read the terms of service of GoFundMe, but, like... You know, uh, it's probably different than Kickstarter, but we all know on Kickstarter you can get funding and then, you know, fuck off, take a vacation forever. You don't have to release a product. GoFundMe, I'm sure there's something in there. It's like, this is based on donations. Uh, You know, it's totally at the discretion of whoever, whoever's page it is. You know, buyer beware kind of thing. So it's probably not illegal. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, the couple has not actually been charged with a crime, at least yet. But their house has been raided. <laughs> yes, the police did execute a search warrant. Um, it's like, where's the money, Lebowski? It's, like, it's <laughs> on the internet! <laughs> exactly. What, what did they, I mean, so that's the thing about um, GoFundMe, though, right? Like, you can just do whatever with that money. I mean, I'm assuming that's the case. I thought that was how it is. I, I don't. Reason, I don't actually know. See, I thought the reason you shouldn't give money to GoFundMe, like you've been saying this for years, you shouldn't give money to GoFundMe because 
money given to GoFundMe is money just lost. Like the uh, the people who you're funding don't have to do what you said with it. There's no mandate. You don't have any oblig. They don't have any obligation to return. There's no. It's just money going into a pit, and it goes straight to them. It's not like Kickstarter where there's a buffer between the money and you. All the money, whether they went hit the goal or not, goes straight to them. So if you give a dollar, they're gonna get that dollar. You know, mm-hmm. GoFundMe takes a little slice, and then that's it. And the rest of the money goes straight to them immediately. So I don't know that they, you know, I guess they can investigate like you guys are dicks. You know, I don't, I mean, well, okay. So I'm reading a little further here. It says the guy, he filed suit against the couple claiming that they used the money from the GoFundMe as a personal piggy bank to fund a lifestyle they could not otherwise afford. So the homeless guy is suing them. Mm hmm. Someone came up to him and was like, you want to sue him? He's like, Misrepresentation. Soup? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, sorry, do you mean you got some soup? He's like, I'll, I'll take some soup. Soup? Yeah. <laughs> Dang. This guy's probably... fucking... You guys yeah, are he's... crazy, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I'll say that you guys, you, James, I'm a are crazy. Yes, you are. <laughs> you said all kind of wild shit today. Man, you took your weedies. You had your weedies today, huh? Yeah, man. I'm all, lit. I'm all wound up, man. Oh man! No, I mean you know somebody. I mean, come on, how's homeless guy sue him? He probably didn't even did he even know about banks make money. Yeah, I'm sure some semi shitty lawyer who was relatively unknown and is now trying to make a name for themselves was like, "Hey, I can have my name attached to this case. I'm going to do it pro bono and uh, get some publicity." Yeah. Mm Hmm. Which fine, like I hope he gets the money. So someone told me that GoFundMe is giving him money, right? I do not know. I heard that GoFundMe was either gonna, they're either trying to get the money back or they're trying to give money to the guy. Like they're gonna give like it to start them a real one. <laughs> I don't know, or they're gonna give the money themselves, or they're gonna give the guy some money. I don't know. I thought that the GoFundMe was gonna do something for the guy. Wonder if they'll give him a job. And GoFundMe, I thought, was suing the company, the family, but I'm not sure. Maybe that's not the case. Well, if they are, it's not mentioned in this I heard that. Article. As, someone said that. I think at Darts, actually, I heard that. So I didn't, I don't know, it probably wasn't tr- accurate. It's probably more like hearsay. Hmm. Hearsay or heresy? Heretic. Um, <laughs> is anybody are you a pious a- man? No. <laughs> anybody play uh any anybody have any Warhammer knowledge? I do not. So I'm not really a Warhammer person, but I've been playing the RTS lately. And <laughs> one of the things is like they're like the heretic feeds the ungarnered soul. And it's like all this like <laughs> random like religious shit because the whole thing is based on Michael, you would honestly love the lore. Okay. I'm gonna I'm tell sure you. Sure I would. You would love the lore. It sounds fucking, great already. <laughs> it's fucking nuts. And it's full of like crazy lines and weird shit. I'll find something and I'll I'll put it in the show notes at the bottom and then we can talk about it then. Instead all right. of spoiling all my fucking extras. Let me ask you something. As much as we know how much Mike enjoys going down rabbit holes and like reveling in the minutia of everything, are you surprised he's not a dungeon master? No, because I don't see him being... Well, Evan, there's a very good reason that I'm not a dungeon master. What would that be? I don't know what that means. Uh, Basically, the... 
You can't be something if you've never heard of it. You, it's like the director slash guide through a game of Dungeons and Dragons. Uh huh. I feel like, like you come up with the rule set and all that stuff. Yeah, I feel like Michael would be a person, a good person to be like, like the lore master or something. To be like, well, I have a, I have, I take umbrage with this thing that you're doing during the game. And they say, turn, they, they call Michael up on the phone. He's the lore master. And Michael, they call Michael, and Michael's like, yes. And they're like, does the Galagroth of Sigigorth do blah, 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 blah? And Mike's like, yes, it does. <laughs> Only in 1982 and blah, 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 whatever. Like, I totally see Michael doing that, but I can't see him, like, guiding a game. It's just, mm-hmm. I think he'd be too bored, like, immediately bored with it. He'd sit there and watch, probably, and chime in. Mike, you need to find a store that sells table games where they have like hobbyist get-togethers. So go make, go make some friends. That is a thing. Was, that is a thing here in the Wheaton area. What? Yes, there is a store where that is a thing. What, yes, the tabletop. Yeah, yeah. So there is. Is uh, it in the Wheaton Triangle? Well, there used to be one there, I think. Across from where Blockbusters is one. Or no, yeah. it's not there anymore, I don't think, but it used to be there. Well, the, okay, the so, there, shop. so there used to be Barbarian Books. They had they did tabletop in there. I don't know the name of the, the place now. I don't know if it's the same place or if it's a different place. I thought it was a different place, but I could be wrong. But I was recently told by someone <laughs> who went there that this was going on, and I was like, huh. Yeah. I was, I was semi-fascinated. You should pick up a six-pack... I'm sure it's bring your own beer situation. <clears throat> and, it sounded uh, like 14 year olds were there, so I don't know about that. Uh, probably some. <laughs> it's expensive. Hey, hobby, hey, though, so hey I kid. Doubt there was a lot of 14 year olds. Hey, kid, want a beer? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this goes back to the old Megan's Law thing, you know? <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it, it, it's definitely like it's an expensive hobby. I mean, you know, uh, yeah, what's his name does that? Stefan. He does that. He right. does. And he paints no, I know. figures and shit. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. So no, it's not cheap or easy. Mm-hmm. Um, to get involved in, and also you know who else was who apparently is a I'm gonna say professional DM, but he doesn't get paid, but he enjoys it, and he's been harassing me about it. Um, Matthew, right? Yeah, he's been bugging me like crazy. He really wants to do it. He really wants us to set up a game to do uh, to be our dungeon master. Like he's like all has all the books and everything, and he's like, what book do you want to play? Version one point five, version three point da 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 da. Whatever. Also, you know what else? I want to get into Cyberpunk 2020. I didn't know that was a game until 2077. So I started talking about it and I looked into it and it was a game like Dungeons and Dragons, but it was Cyberpunk. What? Um, about transhumanism and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it was a game. Hmm, so it's called Cyberpunk game. 2020. Yeah. It's a, it's, what? you know, like, like Dungeon Master, Dungeon Dragons. You know, they have a race called the Rocker Boys. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like you you have a guitar and you pick your gun of choice and then you go raise hell in the in, in Night City or whatever you know whatever bullshit you know. But it looks like a lot of fun. Like it might be cool to play with your friends. This role playing game is inspired by the novel Hardwired by Walter John Williams, who helped playtest the game. Hmm. The game includes a number of elements associated with the 1980s, such as the idea of style over substance and glam rock. Perfect. I'm <laughs> in. 
Yeah, this sounds interesting. But this is like this is like you sit down in front of each other and play something with cards or how does this work? You roll dice and move characters and like create a story. Is that what it is? Yeah. That's what the cyberpunk thing is? Oh, I don't know, just like that kind of tabletop game in general. Hmm. Well shit, maybe we need to play this then. What the fuck? See? I'm you know I'm not all about wizards and bullshit, but maybe this I can get behind. Did you watch all of Gravity Falls, Mike? No. Okay. I want to see that. I heard it was very I heard it ended like the ending was not great, but I heard it's good and there's all this like conspiracy that I keep seeing pop up about like why this female character did this to the guy and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, what is it about this show? I only <laughs> saw one episode. I want to get into it. You mean this animated show? Yeah, the cartoon. That's Disney. I don't know. Yeah. It, it, it is Disney. However, there, there is sort of a, a trifecta in place where the writers of Gravity Falls, Rick and Morty, and another show, they all like went to college together and they put... Um, like Easter eggs in each show referencing the other shows. Uh-huh. And the end of Gravity Falls is actually very good. Uh, if you want, you could, you could binge it in a day. There's only two seasons. Probably, okay. I think there's like 24, but maybe, maybe 30 together. episodes. Like it has a concurrent storyline, right? Um, for, for the most part, there's like uh, one sort of ongoing arc um but there's like a bunch of you know side stories or like side quests that they do sort of every week and then but towards the end of uh season two like the final four episodes there's like a big like boss fight kind of thing it's good if you want to waste a day Oh, well, not necessarily waste, but if you want to spend a day, it's it's a good show to watch. I'll have to check it out. All right, well, maybe we need to jump back on that then. Mm-hmm. Uh, but why I asked, Mike, is there is an episode where they get basically sucked into a... They find, like, you know, the, the dodecahedron 20-sided die or something, and they roll an 8 and two people sneeze, and there's like 19 sheets of paper on the floor, and all these things come together, and they get teleported into like a tabletop game that they have to play out huh. against like a dark wizard. <laughs> Wait, what is this? That's one of the episodes of Gravity Falls. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So it's like Jumanji. Kind of. That's actually hmm. very close. Interesting. Look at that. Making connections from 1994. Mm-hmm. Oh, geez. And and 2018, apparently. Man, we yeah, don't talk horrible. about that one. It's gross. You saw James saw it in the movie theater. No, I didn't. Did yeah, I? he did. No, I didn't. Yeah, he well, did. he's like totally blocked it out. I you I know serious? I did not see it. I saw it in a movie theater? You went to go see it with the, the T Money. Really? Mm-hmm. Damn it, I did. <laughs> I don't even remember. <laughs> I was I was out of the country. So I, uh, I watched it alone. <laughs> Damn. And, and and watched it like in my room or something on like solar movies. I can't believe I spent money on that. That's so horrible. What a bad movie to spend money on, especially with a girl. 
<laughs> I'm like Michael taking girls to see Battleship Earth or whatever. Fucking <laughs> Battlefield Earth, whatever this fucking idea. <laughs> oh, man, yeah, man. I, I definitely, I definitely did that. <laughs> I was like, yeah, we got to see this, and I was like, wow, this was like, quite. Um, Quite awful. I'm sorry. I'm fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. yeah t- she looked like, at me so- weird when we left that movie too. We left Jumanji. She just looked at me strange. I was like, "It's not my fault. I didn't want to go see this. <laughs> it was her idea. This is along for the ride." Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, well, thank you for uh, for all that good uh, good stuff, Mike James. I think you have a couple of articles in here. Yeah, I'm gonna whiz through these real quick. So. Okay, uh last week uh New York was named renamed Jutropolis. Um officially? <laughs> officially. Well, it was on almost uh, a fair amount of mapping apps. Um Snapchat, uh anything that has maps. So basically what happens is a lot of these companies use open source mapping software. They use uh, I think it's like Wiki Maps or Open Maps or whatever it's called, and some guy edited it in Open Maps to be called Jutropolis. And then within that edit, he edited some lower levels of things too. Um, he edited, uh, I can't think of what it was, but like Kike Town and stuff like that, you know, like in <laughs> like, like this is Brooklyn, but it's really Kike Town. He did shit like that all over the place in there and did something else in another part of the country that I did not hear about. I did not see until after I posted the article, but um, it, it became a thing. <laughs> People were pretty riled up about it. Um, but then I saw a video with two Jewish guys and they're like, they're like, cool. Thanks. They're like, they're like, I don't mind this. Like, yeah, what's, we own this insult? town. That's they're true. Like, where's the insult? Yeah. You know, it's <laughs> like, you know, it's not like he said, you know, I don't know, something else, you know? So, uh, but yeah, obviously it's clearly negative. Uh, but yeah, I just thought it was a funny little thing. Don't um, appreciate the racism. I really appreciate the trolling. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. Yeah, exactly. So Snapchat apologized, and this is, if anything, if this shows us anything, just because something's open source doesn't mean you should be using it. Like, if you're a big company, small company, fine, lean on the open source resources while you can, but once you become, like, Snapchat size, it's time to, like, pay a little bit of money and disconnect yourself from these third-party dependencies, you know what I mean? Because stuff like this happens, and it, it, it a lot of people got hit up by it, so, yeah. Funny stuff. Um, odd. It's odd that that's even a capability. Like, change New York's name. Like, it's mm-hmm. never gonna happen. Like, there's never a reason you'd have to do that. You know. Okay. I anyway. wonder if there's like fields in the database, like official name, you know, New York City, and then like hashtag common name, and it's like Jutopia. I mean, it's like it's like wiki. It's like wiki, like a Wikipedia page. So anyone can just go edit it. It's not even like he was in the database or something. <laughs> You know, it was like like it's open to be edited. It's just people, no one would ever think. It's like if you went and edited Donald Trump's Wikipedia page to say Cheeto Man or something like that. Right. Like, <laughs> like it's such a bold move that nobody would think to do it. And this guy didn't care. You know, this guy's like, I don't give any fuck. I give zero fucks. I'm changing the name of a whole state, you know, or a whole city. That's great. So. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up, what was this one? Oh, yeah, this is great. This is just wonderful. Uh, if you haven't seen this video, you know, I really think, I really want you guys to take a second and watch this video. There's one down here that you can watch. You just push the button and it will play. It's, wait, 
Wait, I'm trying to load all kinds of shit and stuff. Yeah, so commercial loading about. in the background. Yeah, this commercial playing a fucking loud, annoying commercial. Yeah, so the Kyle Green commercial is down below. It's 29 seconds long. Please watch it with the volume up. When it there starts playing, I shall. And actually, you can jump to 10 seconds. Jump to 10 seconds left. It's just him doing regular politician stuff. I want to be your public servant. I want to do this. I want to do that. Okay, it's playing. Just jump to like the last 10. This site is shitty. Yeah, it's horrible. Just jump to the last 10 seconds. Are there any... uh... Has there been anyone ever elected that you can think of that has a speech impediment? I don't know. Did you hear it? Yeah. Michael, did you hear it? I mean, they bleeped it out, but yeah. Oh, this one? Oh, no, you got to watch the ad below. Not the ad with the commercial on top. You got to scroll down a little bit more. There's, there's one that says first commercial, and it's Timely unedited. Oh. But anyway, it doesn't matter. You get the gist of what he said. So, so in his ad, his ad's perfectly normal, and at the end of the ad, he says, I want to be your nigger. Mm-hmm. And it is, hmm, I don't know. <laughs> I don't get it. I mean, he's he seems like a quarter black. Yeah, so he says he says that he did this to unify society and to take to I guess to, I guess he wants to take the maybe he wants to take the power away from the word. I don't know, but I don't know. I think he's half <laughs> apparently he's half Cherokee, half black or something like that or quarter Cherokee, something like that. He's like one of Michael's age old enemies. Michael can tell us more about the Cherokee, I guess. I don't know, yeah. but you know the Lakota <laughs> are our are our enemy, James. You know that. <laughs> Along with the crow. <laughs> but yeah, I the don't Cree. know. This, the Cree. The, the Cree. Cree. Sorry. I don't know what this guy's deal is. I really don't know. I just thought this was a funny, interesting, weird thing. Um <laughs> I wonder just, if you ran that by anyone and they like did they think it was a good idea? So that's you know that the person the, the where's the I checks and balances, on, James? Yeah, this guy's supposed to be. On, in they were government. like they were like there had to be at least two people in the room with him, you know. So somebody, at least one or two people, heard this. The cameraman, and then him, and then one other person off to the side heard him say it or read it on the thing, and they were like, "Okay, good enough." <laughs> Which is odd. I don't know, man. I don't know. Like we're getting paid. Say whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, that's probably the case. They're like, okay. <laughs> They're like, it'll be funny if it's anything. <laughs> yeah. So like, we'll check back on this in two weeks. It'll be yeah. great. So I don't really know, man. I don't know. But yeah. Well, good All luck right. to that gentleman in his political career. Yeah. It is now over. Yeah, basically. Uh, All right. So the next one, I just kind of posted this on the fly. Um. Yeah, man. Uh, Burt Reynolds died this week. 82. Mm-hmm. A heart attack. Just fucking sad. I mean, obviously he... I don't want to say I'm sad. I'm sad because Burt Reynolds was a huge... I don't want to call him a hero, but an influencer for me. But, I mean, he's... I mean, he's Burt fucking Reynolds. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, it's fucking Cannonball Run, Smoking the Bandit, Smoking the Bandit 2... Cannonball Run 2, I think. <laughs> it's not a good movie. Best Little Whorehouse in Texas I saw when I was a kid. Um, on Channel that 20 or something like that. Sounds 
child appropriate. Yeah, it was. It wasn't that. It wasn't that kind of thing. But um, <laughs> okay. Uh, Longest Yard, the original Longest Yard. I saw that. Um, there's True. a movie here that sounds like a porn name. It's called Semi Semi Tough. I don't know if that's. <laughs> uh, I don't know what that's a euphemism for, if anything. Um, uh, Hooper and Gator. I've never seen Stroker and Hoop. Stroker and Hoop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, there you go. But uh, apparently, there's a there's a thing. Well, this is from so, Deliverance, right? Yeah, yeah, Deliverance also, yeah. So, um, he was on, he went out for an audition, or he was on Gunsmoke with Clint Eastwood and a bunch of other guys. And they fired him and Clint Eastwood on the same day from the show. And they said, Bert, you can't act, you're off. Clint, uh, it's a, I can't remember what they said to Clint Eastwood. Um, what the? Uh, let me find it. I don't want to fuck the quote quote up. Um, it's like Clint, we really need you to open your eyes. Ah. Yeah. Right. I can relate to that. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I, he was Bert fucking Reynolds, dude. I mean, you know. What can I say? My bot, my, my the second in command of our office. He bought us. He bought everyone lunch, and we watched like thirty minutes of smoking the bandit in the conference room, which I thought Aww. was awesome. Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. It was a cool little send off. Couldn't watch it all, I and mean, couldn't watch it on volume because he's an idiot and he didn't have. He didn't set up. He he didn't. I don't think he thought that the he thought the audio would go through, and he didn't take the time to set it up. And I didn't know what he was doing, so I couldn't set up for him. But uh, it was a nice gesture. It was a really nice gesture. I appreciate him doing that. I like, I'm a huge Burt Reynolds fan, obviously. So, you know, for me, I was like, oh, that's nice. You know. Is your wallpaper that picture of him, like, naked lying on a bear? No, but Burt Reynolds has become a meme in our office that if you leave your computer keyboard unlocked, one of two things is going to happen. You're either going to get some kind of goose shit on your fucking desk. Like your icon's <laughs> going to turn into some kind of goose-related meme, or you're going to get Burt Reynolds on your desktop. There, you'll get birded. So, and Sam made a bunch of business cards. The guy who came on our show, I guess, a year and a half ago. He made a bunch of business cards. There's a picture of old Burt Reynolds, and he's like, he's like, Burt's watching. Lock your computer, or whatever. <laughs> so it's That's just dumb cheesy great. stuff. But yeah, I mean, I have a great. Te- I work with a great team of guys, and they're all they're all good from top to bottom. So. They're funny, fucking hilarious guys. We have a great time. Um, I love whenever you type in a celebrity's name into Google. One of the one of the things inevitably is net worth. Yeah. Who is searching for all these rich people's net worth? Like, who's doing that? Orion does that. Of course, I really know he does. He seems like that kind of person. He looks. Mm-hmm. He looks for people's net worth. <laughs> He's like, what is this guy making? I want to see. <laughs> I totally see him doing that. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. Uh we'll skip down to some entertainment news. Uh James, this is probably your link, I'm assuming. Yeah. Incorrect. Oh, okay, Mike, take it away. So I believe James maybe mentioned the show last week, Jack Ryan. Yes. Oh yeah, that's right. Um but I put a link in this week just because I've seen it now. I watched it. Watched the whole thing. It's mm-hmm. great. Okay. Definitely recommend it. Um, I saw this hilarious article, though, that uh, someone posted on Facebook that it talks about Jack Ryan's commute in the first episode of the show. So he's rowing 
on the Potomac. Then he goes, takes the boat out, puts it back at the 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 boathouse the, at the Potomac Boat Club. But then he gets on his bicycle and he's biking through Georgetown. Then he's um. Then he's going, but he's going the wrong way. Then he's near the tidal basin near the Thomas Jefferson Memorial. So he's even further away from work. So he's like doing circles or he's just going away from work. It's pretty much just going away from work. Then he's near <laughs> the Capitol building. And, and uh, is he then teleported to his office? Yeah. And then get this. Um, so then they show that he's in a neighborhood that like to the, to the trained eye does not look like DC at all. Um, so the person who wrote this article, they're like, I googled the name of the shop clearly seen in the background of the shot, Albright's Gun Shop, and it's in Easton, Maryland. Hmm. Okay. So they're like, that's well, far away. They're like, that's far away, but at least, at least it's in Maryland and not, you know, freaking Alberta, Canada, or something, you know? Yeah. Like, so I was looking at this. I noticed this when, uh, um, when I watched it. I watched the show and I was like, why is he riding his bike so far? Like he, and mind you, I'm sorry. While you were talking about this, I was looking for that Kurt Burt Reynolds, Kurt Reynolds, who the fuck's Kurt Reynolds? (laughs) I was looking for that quote, you know, so I didn't hear the beginning of it. But yeah, his, dude, his ride, he's coming from like somewhere in DC and riding to the CIA in in fucking, uh, riding to Langley. And it's so far away. I was like, there's no way he's riding a bike like that. No fucking way. And he's rowing in the morning and shit. I was like, get the fuck out of here. Sorry, you already said this, mm-hmm. but I mean, I saw the show and I was like, there's no way he's doing that. You know, <laughs> I was like, that's ridiculous. I was like, I hate that. I hate it when they do that in Hollywood. They have no concept of what it's like to be here. So they just like make up some some fantastical thing. And I'm like, that's not even realistic commute. Like, why did you did you have to you could have filled five minutes, the five minute opening scene of him going to work that they show once you could have filled that with any kind of commute. It doesn't have to be this crazy one. You know, it could have been it could have been crazy and been like block away. It doesn't matter. Like, I don't know. He doesn't have to ride a bike. He could just fucking take the metro and then take a bus <laughs> or commute yeah. with someone. I mean, any number of ways for him to get to work. You know, he could have ridden a bike from somewhere more realistic, but not from where he was in D.C. It just doesn't make any sense. It just doesn't make any sense. It's a totally unnecessary thing. It's just yeah, what unnecessary. Would it, how long would that take you if you're like going from rowing down the river you gotta put your boat up fucking get on a bike it would take you like five and a half hours to get to work yeah i don't know how long it would take how long would it take to bike to langley i mean langley as far as i know is not close to dc it is actually pretty close so i mean he'd have to take 30 miles i think he'd have to ride his bike on 50 (laughs) on route 50 Mm-hmm. So I can't even imagine. I like unless there's, there's probably a way that's not six point on one miles. Yes, yeah, so really via the Capitol Crescent Trail. Okay, okay. So there, there you go. It's that's doable. that's doable. That's like half an hour, casual mm-hmm. ride. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. I always thought Langley was farther away. Not that far. American Dad is very deceptive. Yeah, American Dad is right there, man. 
They they live in Langley Falls. Quote unquote. Yeah, that, yeah. that place doesn't exist at all, right? No. Well, it's because the the exit on the highway is is Langley or or what is it? Great Falls, yeah. Virginia. You know. So they just took. They're like, all right, Langley Falls. You know, but yeah, movie magic. Um, uh, one other part that doesn't make a lot of sense in the movie, but you know, it's whatever. They're eating crabs, and she's like, "I've never had a crab before." Like this, you know, like Maryland crabs is supposed to be. Yeah. And they're eating Dungeness crabs. Oh. Uh, yeah. Like with a mallet. <laughs> yeah. So are you talking about that show again? Yeah. Yeah, so. Jack Ryan. Yeah. So I saw that scene and I was like, I was like, oh, Jack Ryan really isn't from here. He has no idea to eat crabs. Like, yeah, she's, like, hammering on it with a mallet. She's like, ka, ka. And he's like, no, you got to hit it harder. Ka, ka. I was like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. neither of you guys know how to fucking, what, what's going on. Both of them are so out of the loop. And it's, like, really bad. Like, they, if, so, let me chime in on your article and ruin it with James speak, Michael. Go ahead. Um, one thing, my, one thing I took umbrage with Ooh. with this show is Kate Dolores. Yeah. <laughs> uh was the fact that they didn't do in a lot of cases. So I think because I'm such a military buff and I spend so many times reading about things I've seen in movies or learning about things that I see in mi- video games and learning if like this technology is real or that vehicle is real or if this tactic is real, you know. So now when I see movies, I always take note when a movie does something real, even if it's a small thing. Like, they can include a small piece of minutiae that a soldier might have on his kit or something like that. You know, like, a little detail. Um, and when they don't have those things, or when they they take they take a far extra step to go around, like, they have him bike and then cycle and da-da-da-da-da. And if you knew, you'd be like, what the hell? It's backwards. Why is he doing that? You know? Like, it's like they just didn't even take into account. Like, nobody did. Nobody said, let's look at Google Maps real quick. You know, and just see if that's a possible trip. Well, they're like, like we want to show that this is D.C. Yay, you know. So they're yeah, on this long probably, tour of D.C. Like, That's great. probably it, but they have an entire season to do that. You know, like mm-hmm. they could do that. They have a whole season of putting in D.C. stuff. You know, one show that does a really good job of showing D.C. Um, is that show on Netflix where the, the pedo is president and he makes up with dudes. What's it called? House of Cards? Yes, that show. It does a great job of fucking presenting DC without beating you in the head with like, this is DC. Welcome to DC, District of Columbia in 2019. It isn't, you know, it's just like, okay, you know. Um, w- one thing that's funny is CinemaSins always points this out and it sticks glares to me now. You see in a fucking thing, like it says, <laughs> it says, like they show like Las Vegas or something like that or DC and it's like Washington, DC. And he's like, He's like other, and and he's like, no, it's Washington D.C. Ukraine. You know, he's like, of course it's Washington fucking D.C. Like we know this. You know, you don't have to show me a title card saying Washington D.C. America at the end. You know, or Las Vegas, Nevada at the end. It's not the other Las Vegas. What are you talking about? It's the same <laughs> little. It's the same thing there. It's the same kind of thing Hollywood just overlooks, like common sense stuff and details. And it, I notice it with military stuff a lot. They don't take the time to do the research on military equipment or tactics. And this show had that problem. And then mm-hmm. there's points where they're doing like, like he's, he's a finance 
econ he's an economist I don't know basically he researches like money trails okay so he's researching the money trail of some guy this network he thinks he knows what it is he tells his boss his boss is like get fucked so then he goes later on that show he goes to like lunch at someone's house at someone's birthday and they his boss his boss he gets a phone call and his boss says uh no he doesn't get a phone call He's just there at the party, and a fucking Coast Guard helicopter comes, lands in the party. One Coast Guard person says, give me your keys. I'm driving your car back to your apartment. And the other person says, get in the helicopter, Dr. Ryan. We got to go. You know? And he's like, what the fuck? And I was watching this. I was like, there's no fucking way they would send a Coast Guard helicopter to pick up a fucking economist. Okay? No fucking way. And I said, okay, he must be flying out of the country immediately. And of course, they take him to the airport, and he's getting on the plane. And his boss is like, "We gotta go. We're going. To, we're going in country." And and he's like, "I'm an analyst. Why would I do this?" So, Tom Clancy compensated for this in his books because he did the same stuff in his books, but he compensated it by making John Ryan. He was a financial whiz, Jack Ryan, a financial whiz, but he was also an expert on Russia. You know, he was the foremost expert on Russia, which was John Clancy, Tom Clancy's focal point because of the time period his his books took place in. Ah, uh, so this where, one they sh- they shifted it. Yeah, they shifted it. You know, because Russia's not really our our big enemy, but they probably are. But they're not really our big enemy, so they fish they shifted it to what all these groups do, which is like, oh, it's fucking fucking tile heads. Those are the enemy. You know, like they they're the great. We can hate those guys. It's okay because they're a faceless mass. You know, uh, but they should have gone with like, see, Tom Clancy, if you read a Tom Clancy book, his enemies are stuff like, you know, one dude, but he actually happens to be working in conjunction with a guy who's his handler who actually works for the KGB or the GRU or, uh, you know, Chinese special forces or Chinese intelligence or something like that. Like, so there's always like all these ties, all these like tie-ins and shit. And mm-hmm. this lacks that. It doesn't have that. The, it only works because John Krasinski is really good. And the guy who plays the bad guy is really good. Otherwise it doesn't work. And it's very mediocre, you know, as far as a Tom Clancy thing, because Tom Clancy is a master of world building and intricate fucking storytelling. And this is not that. Mm-hmm. Sorry, you didn't ask for any of that, but <laughs> no, that's fine. That's fine. I had to agree. I mean, they're like, okay, we're going with the enemy du jour, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, which is fine. Uh, I liked the uh, the little bit of France they had in it for a few episodes. Yeah, that was yeah, kind of yeah. interesting. And, and they, they the made you they made you care cool. about a character, and then they kill him. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and they did they did a good job with that. Like, dude, the fucking French lady. I was like, oh, maybe he's gonna pork her. You know, maybe he'll slip her slip of the weasel. You know, I knew it wasn't gonna happen, but I thought I was hoping, and then she died. You know, mm-hmm. and they do a good job with it. I mean, some of the storytelling was good. Like that, the whole French part was fucking great. Like, I was like, I want to go to the French Alps, man. I want to see this fucking beautiful country. <laughs> you know. Yeah, true. Man, the whole the whole time the guy's like compound in Syria, I was like, that's what I need. I was like, look at that thing. So it yeah. looks like a fucking <laughs> castle. I was like yeah. I was like, where do I get one of those? <laughs> yeah, dude. Evan, you didn't see it, but dude, the guy lives he he, he, he it's 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 ridiculous. I like I'm like, how does this guy this guy's like a Syrian fucking 
king or something. Like I was like, this is crazy. Like who even built built some shit like that? It was it looked like a fucking castle. It was awesome. Yeah, like an old fort or something. Like yeah, it crazy. everyone called him chic and shit. I was like, dude, fucking Osama bin Laden lived in a fucking cave, a shitty cave somewhere. <laughs> this guy lives as a king. You know, people calling him chic and shit. It's pretty cool, man. His house was fucking place was dope. What do you think of him? Was he a good bad guy or what? Yeah. And and they did a good job painting, like making you like feel like you kind of feel for him, right? Mm-hmm. Like you kind of under you understand him. He's not just a faceless like dickhead who just has to die. Like like he has feelings. Although I'm still I'm still not clear what his motivation was. To be honest, he was him and his brother were the right. No, I get that. Yeah, the kids from the beginning. So no, of course, yeah. But so what? We well, we I, did that. The no, great the big bad West did that. I think his motivation is the common motivation. I think because he's such a good character, you're looking for something deeper. But there's nothing deeper. His motivation is the basic reason why, the idealistic reason why we have enemies overseas. Is like, I want to destroy the great Satan because they, they're, they've attacked us. And that's what his motivation was, plain and simple. The only thing that's special about him is he's a very Tom Clancy-esque bad guy that's always doing the unexpected. You right. know, that's why he right. was good. Otherwise, he was just like a very basic character. Good actor. And also, do you know the actor's name is Solomon also? Really? <laughs> yeah. It's really uh, weird. It's very his strange. His wife's hot. Yeah, his wife, she could mm. get it. <laughs> um, What did you think of the Air Force dude? I, I didn't understand his. I just skipped through his. Once I realized what he was doing, I just fast forwarded through all his part. I didn't know what he was doing. I didn't even know why it was relevant. I was like, why is this relevant? I did not even watch, like, I saw him land, and I saw him, I saw where he ended up. I thought he was going to go try to get her. Uh, then I saw he was going to apologize to the dude for killing his his father, his son. And I fast-forwarded through that whole part, and I never watched another part he was in after that. Because <laughs> it was stupid. It was dumb. This was like a Hollywood liberal trying to make some kind of weird point about the horrors of war or something, and it was stupid. It didn't make any sense to me. Did you understand it? I mean, I think I think you just said it. There's nothing to understand. I mean, that's yeah. It was in, in a Tom Clancy book. It's irrelevant. That's it. You know, it, it, Tom Clancy was a diehard. And, and they Republican. and they did the same thing with the. They did the same thing with the, while they were trying to in that same episode when they're trying to get the. You know, they take that long haired dude, and they they go get the woman. Long haired dude. You know, he's their contact. He's their guy. Yeah. Tony. Yeah, yeah, yeah Tony. Yeah, yeah. You know, and the, the whole time John Krasinski's like, ah, ah, you know. Yeah, I was like, come on. That's, yeah, I was like, Hollywood, what are you doing? <laughs> whenever Hollywood does that stuff, it's stupid. And you, because, heard, you heard the guy, he's like, dial that shit back. He's like, yeah. what the fuck, man? He's like, we so, need this guy. Basically, <laughs> Evan, just so you understand, the CIA guys, John Krasinski and, his, and Greer, they had to go to a basically a guy who enslaves women uh, into sexual slavery and does human trafficking. They had to go to him for help to find this woman. They needed to find the terrorist, the terrorist leader's wife who had run away from him and was using, using, uh, they use a human trafficking guy. So the whole time John Krasinski's like, Oh, like he's fucking flipping out about it. And the thing is to me, somehow John Krasinski got a job at the CIA in a vacuum. 
like he doesn't realize he works for the CIA. I honestly assume that the <laughs> CIA does all kinds of heinous shit. You know, like the reason the CIA has sad um, special activities division, which is their fucking wet work guys, their fucking JSOC guys. Mm-hmm. The reason because they have JSOC for that shit, right? Joint Special Operations Command. They have those guys for doing like, like in the field shit. So why do they need their own group of guys? You know why? Because they fucking kidnap motherfuckers and they fucking terrorize motherfuckers and they assassinate motherfuckers. They do black bag operations and fucking wet work and all kinds of wild shit. And I, I would just assume, like, if I was working at CIA, I'd be like, somewhere in here they've tortured a motherfucker. Like, I would just assume that. Like, how did he get the job? They're thinking, this is a place where we have high ideals and we don't hurt people for the betterment of our country. Like, like, do most Americans believe that <laughs> or do or does Hollywood believe that Americans are stupid and they think that the government doesn't do heinous shit like maybe the latter the US government all governments are based on the controlled application of violence that's yeah. the only reason it's the only way this shit works that's true you know Very you well believe put. like you believe <laughs> that this other motherfucker will kill you if you fuck with them that's the only reason this whole thing works. So I don't understand why John Krasinski, being his educated, intelligent character, would be like, oh, I'm too high and mighty to use this person, even though the guy we're trying to catch is fucking going to put nukes all over the United States or whatever. It's it's just wrong, James. Yeah, he's too idealistic for me. And they don't. the fact that they did that with his character shows a fundamental lack of understanding about Jack Ryan. Jack Ryan in the beginning was sort of an idealist, but he also knew that things had to be done to make things happen. And sometimes you had to work with the devil to fucking get to get to get the bad guy. You know, he knew that he know the character knew that. And at the end, dude, at the end of Jack Ryan's time, like at the toward the end of the books where he's still relevant, dude, this motherfucker is calling in fucking wet work ops and fucking catching people's kids and holding them hostage and all kinds of dumb shit. Like he's doing all kinds of shit and I'm being excessive with the kids hostage thing, but he's doing things that has to be done on a very high level. So I don't think they really do a good job like with this. It's a good 24 esque spy story sort of thing going on, but it's not, it's barely a Tom Clancy story. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully season two will improve. I probably won't, but that's I'm sure it'll be the same. I mean, let me, like James said, it's not a bad just story on its own. It's fine. But as James said, it's not, I guess it doesn't do Tom Clancy justice. Yeah. So if Tom Clancy saw this, he'd be like, what the fuck? Yeah, (laughs) I think the the movies with uh, Harrison Ford do a better job. Mm-hmm. Of like some of all fears is a good example. They do a good job of it too. I mean, they don't go into all the crazy stuff that they get up to, but they they also do a great. They do a much better exploration of like the intricate characters and plot lines and all this crazy like intertwining like motivations to do things. They do that well in those movies, but they don't do it well here because, like Michael said, the the bad guy's motivation is simplistic at best. You know, like he didn't understand it because he was hoping there'd be more because the character is so deep and good. But his motivation was basic, you know, like I'm here for the pumpkin spice latte and nothing else. You know, <laughs> I shall don my Uggs and become a basic bitch. So, yeah. Um, The guy who is like the wet work guy. Yeah. 
know what's his name? Clark? Except they that's don't not, call him that. That's not Clark. No way that's well, Clark. Not Clark, but oh yeah, that's Clark, but they don't but it's not Clark. So they so if that guy's John Clark, he's a horrible actor and a horrible character. Um, so I thought at the beginning of the of the show, I got him and the other white guy mixed up because I I thought they were the same dude. What Krasinski? No, the the Serbian who was working with them or whatever. Oh yeah, I did for a little bit too. I was like, why is this guy at the compound? Now they're over here, and I was like, oh, they're about to kidnap someone. And I was like, oh wait, he's the good guy. And I was like, what is going on? Like, I was so confused that I was like, "Oh, was that not the guy?" <laughs> like, they kind of look alike, but it's not the same guy. But, 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 but look. So, real quick, now that you pointed that out, I hope that's not John Clark. They called him Mattis before. Oh, okay. Okay. So I'm hoping it's not John Clark. John Clark is from Mattis. Is from that guy's from like the Midwest somewhere. You know, he listens to country music and shit like that. John Clark doesn't listen to music, as far as I know. He doesn't have. He doesn't like anything, and he doesn't. And he lives. He's from Washington D.C. metro area. He's like, he's like a, uh, uh, what's his name? I can't think of the name. Uh, well, he's like he's like Jack Ryan. He's from this area, mm-hmm. you know. He's he's a local, and he lives. <laughs> get this, he lives on a island. <laughs> it's fucking great. Uh, it doesn't exist, by the way. He lives on an island off the coast of Baltimore that was a <laughs> naval it was a pillbox like a like a fortification the navy put out there and because of something he did the navy said here you can have it so they gave it to him Yeah that's what that's what that's what uh fucking Tom Clancy wrote for that character and there's a series of books that go deep into the background and lore of John Clark that's why I know so much about him and his whole life, and he's a very interesting character. That's definitely not John Clark, though. John mm. Clark is married. He has a kid. That's not John Clark. No oh, way. I think they're going to introduce John Clark next year. Any Although, John Clark I've seen in any of the movies, definitely not married or has kids. So. Yeah, no, exactly. The movie, But the movies, I expect to take a bunch of license and do whatever. But this, mm. I was hoping that this would be more... I don't know. I, feel, I was hoping more from Amazon. Like I, I was hoping they'd do more. I don't know. Maybe I'm just stupid. But, like, I was surprised that they didn't even have John Clark in it. You know, I was like, this guy's not John Clark. They, they they call him, and I was like, maybe that's a cover name, but they never, while they're in the CIA, they call him Mattis. You mm-hmm. know? I was like, so, to me, I was like, kind of shocked, because Clark is like, the two staples. Clark is the field guy, he does all the fucking finishing work, and he never has any main interaction with uh, with with Jack Ryan, really. And then there's fucking Jack Ryan doing all the discovery. And anytime triggers have to be pulled, it's basically John Clark. You know? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Hmm. The whole shit at the end where he kills the bad guy, that's some thats some Clancy shit right there. Like, you're not going to get away, buddy. <laughs> they always go after them in the Tom Clancy books. I thought that was a nice little nod. Anyway, all right. Oh, yeah. I'm done with that. James Takeover 4 <laughs> of the show. Let's get ready for James Takeover 5. What's the next topic? So I can pre-read Trump book. Yes. So I put this in here. This is uh, about... I've got a lot to say about this. <laughs> no, it's getting good. I don't This is this. about... Uh, so Bob Woodward, I don't know if you guys know who that is, but he's... Bob uh, Loblaw's re- Loblog? Yeah. He's been working for the, for the Washington Post for a very long time. And 
He's the one who, so it goes back to Nixon with uh, Woodward and Bernstein. They were the two guys who kind of. Are you serious? It's that guy? Yeah. He's still alive? Yeah, Bob Woodward. Yeah. Wow. So, um, you know, they, they kind of broke the story on the whole Nixon uh, Watergate thing. And so Bob Woodward's still around and he's still, and he's writing books. He's still writing books. Uh, he just put out a book. I'm not sure if it's out quite yet or it'll be out any day now. It's called Fear, Trump in the White House. Um, supposedly he's interviewed people who work there or did work there. Um, and it says how his, the president's top advisors view him as a Nash, as a danger to national security and have sought to circumvent him. Hmm. Meaning Trump. Um, so it says, uh, they, they, uh, they they hide things from him like they like you know take papers <laughs> away from him and like like oh no he doesn't need to see that you yeah. know like he's gonna do something crazy you know like yeah so yeah uh it's supposed to be released on tuesday i think that should be good 448 pages will there be an audiobook version uh i don't I'm know sure there will be. I, I hope one so of fire and fury so i'm sure there'll be one for this it's too. His book is too. It's too high profile. Oh yeah, there's, there'll be an audiobook. Yeah, it's already says here on on. Uh, if you go to Amazon, they have hardcover, audiobook, Kindle, or audio CD. Ha! Thirty nine ninety nine for the audio CD. Jesus. <laughs> or twenty dollars for the for the audiobook from Audible, or one credit. So. It feels like this whole thing is kind of falling apart. It sort of feels that way, you know, um, just from like this book and then like all the stuff that's going on with um, Manafort. They're trying to move his trial, says he can't get a fair trial in D.C. And uh, they've subpoenaed uh, the head legal counsel, I think, for the Trump organization. So some shit that happened before he was president that they're really looking into right now. And I don't know. I feel like I feel like some things may happen. You know, I'm being maybe I'm being optimistic, but I feel like things are going to happen. So uh, two things to say about that. I scrolled down a little bit in the article, and I guess there was a meeting between uh, Trump and and some of the some of our generals. And uh, apparently, I'm just going to read a couple things from here. It mm-hmm. Said yeah. Trump went off on his generals. Quoting, you guys, you should be killing guys. You don't need a strategy to kill people, Trump said of Afghanistan. Uh, And then he went on to question the wisdom of keeping U.S. troops in South Korea. And uh, I don't know his first name, but Mr. Cohen said, so, Mr. President, what would you need in the region to sleep well at night? And he responded, I wouldn't need a fucking thing, and I'd sleep like a baby. And after leaving, uh, Secretary of State Rex Tillerson declared, He's a fucking moron. Which is kind of funny. Yeah, Gary and Gary Cohn, former Gary Cohn. chief economic advisor. Yeah. The other thing I was going to say is I saw maybe it was on Facebook or some something on Reddit that um 
someone in Congress was like calling to use the 25th Amendment to remove Trump from office. Mm-hmm. And actually went and looked it up. And it, all it does in my eyes or my understanding is outline how a president is replaced. It's like a line of succession, basically. Yeah, that's what it is. But it doesn't say how you get them out of office. Maybe that's the gray area. So they were saying that they wanted to invoke the 25th Amendment, which is like invoke succession. But they didn't. uh, The thing I heard was they were like they thought about doing it, but then they didn't want a constitutional crisis. And apparently anytime a president or someone is impeached and the line of succession is invoked, it is a constitutional crisis. And I don't know why that is exactly, but I always hear those two things together, like 25th Amendment or succession with the president and then 25th and then constitutional crisis. And I don't know why. Maybe the maybe power gets split in a weird way or something. Maybe the president holds power in a certain kind of way that I don't know. It, I've always heard that before, and I don't know what it means. Yeah, it wouldn't seem like a crisis to me. Or like That's why just it's go there. Go to the guy, right? Yeah. Yeah, like four people move up. It's like, congratulations on your promotion, and then they fill yeah. some new position. You're president religious maniac. Yeah. You're, this is your <laughs> vice president. I don't know what the fuck I got into. Have yeah. fun. It's like, holy shit, I thought this would never happen. Let's steer the, steer the country into a fucking Christian caliphate. <laughs> whatever the fuck this guy wants to do. True. I worry about what would happen. Uh, that's a scary thing. Like, maybe Trump is one thing, but Pence, ugh. Another is he like a together. dumber George Bush? Like, would no. he just sit there in the chair with his so. Pence face on, just like in silence, nodding, like not responding to anyone around him? I don't think he's dumb. I think, but I think his, I think he's like one of those people who just leans on Jesus. And so I feel like he probably, I feel like it's a, that's going to be the the problem. I feel like he just would do stuff based on that. Like, I'm going to pray on it. I'm like, ugh, please. It's like man. he was, he was the governor of Indiana. Yeah, and then the time he was governor, he did some very epic things. Like, Sir, you have launched 50 nuclear warheads on our allies. He's like, God works in mysterious ways. He's like, they sinned. (laughs) I call it heresy, (laughs) as Michael says. (laughs) Yes, that's what I say. They will see the light. They will see the light. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know enough about Pence to know what he would do or not do. I think from the very little that I've seen of him, he does seem like a, like a religious guy and not, not in the way that Trump has sometimes pretended to be a religious guy. Yeah. Not the fake but, kind. He's but, the real kind. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever, you know, the real kind, whatever the that dangerous means, real know. kind. I mean, it could be. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So he's like, I mean, terrorism knows? is a result of the Bible not being forced in schools, that kind of thing. I mean, maybe. I don't know. I mean, under him, we would definitely have an abortion thing. Uh, True. It would definitely be an abortion thing. Definitely be like, you know, a lot of other things would just I think I think he would attack some of the things that like the church is after. And I think a lot of things would be ignored like like, oh, civil rights stuff and, you know, the right to be transgender and on Tuesdays or whatever. Like, I think they would just ignore those rights. They just wouldn't they would ignore. He would just be like, it's not a problem and ignore it. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, and I mean, I, even though sometimes it's dumb, sometimes these things are stupid, but, you know, they have a wide effect. You know, if the government passes the law, 
then it basically gives you some it gives law enforcement some enforcement you know but if the government doesn't pass a law or ignores it it's a big problem so mm-hmm. I think I'm going to pick up this book what do you guys think I'm going to get it sounds good I'm going to say I'm going to get it, but I'll wait and hear what you guys have to say and then probably not buy it. Cool. I mean, realistically. uh, That's fine. Did anybody read Fire Fire and Fury or hear anything about it? What's that? That's the other book that came out like earlier this year. Oh, that's on that's on Netflix, too. But I'm not not Netflix uh, on Audible. I didn't get it, though. It's in my thing but i was like oh, i was saving up i was like oh maybe it'll be a better book and then here, here comes this one so i mean here's one unhinged an insider's account of the trump white house Dude. by omarosa oh yeah imagine yeah. newman imagine <laughs> <laughs> um yeah that's a hell of a middle name that's yeah, what i'm gonna is. name my my son that's what their middle name is gonna be imagine you know who omarosa is right michael uh, I've heard that name. I don't actually know anything about who that person is. So, so it's a woman from his TV show who he brought to the White House. <laughs> the Apprentice. Reason. What? Yeah. yeah, she she won like season one or two or something. Yeah, something okay. of The Apprentice. I think she's from Maryland. Yeah, and she became very. She she went to the White House and she was speaking on behalf of him. You know, I mean, she's very pro Trump at the time, but I guess. I guess she either saw something or something happened, and she was like, "No way, this is nuts. Like, this I'm is out getting out of hand." Yeah, <laughs> this is not a TV show anymore. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's a thing, right? I think he's like a character, and you know, or so as some people said, he's um, like Ringling Brothers, like Barman, Barmanum, Barnum, whatever. <laughs> he's like the guy from Ringling Brothers, you know, or like a Sir PT like Barnum. Sir, yeah, PT Barnum. He's like pretty Hugh, Hugh Jackman. Yeah, so, (laughs) except way less handsome, less singing, but yeah. So, but it's great on a TV show. Like, it works, right? It works for Hollywood. He he has a presence, but you can't, like, the White House, you actually have to make decisions that impact people's lives, you know? So you can't make the same mistakes. On a TV show, whatever, it's no big deal. Like, somebody gets fired, you pay them a couple thousand dollars to keep it moving, but this is different, so scary, man. Well, Mike, when you read the book, let me know how it is. I, you know, I might pick it up to occupy some space on my shelf. Maybe mm-hmm. I get the Omarosa book because there's obviously a reason she left, and I haven't read the book, so yeah. Former assistant to the president, uh-huh, an eye-opening look into the corruption and controversy of the current administration. Hmm. Cool. Could do a little compare and contrast in a few weeks. <laughs> the first review here it says auditorial reviews like it's like you know one one line quotes it says juicy the new york <laughs> times <laughs> <laughs> juicy what the fuck yo <laughs> oh okay great uh the next one says this entertaining gossipy memoir of white house dysfunction will be catnip to scandal lovers great hmm. Huh. All right. Yeah, this one might be a little more blah blah, but yeah, well, might be interesting. The fear one I think is like has a lot of like the you know crazy stuff in it. I think this one's probably more yeah. Yeah. No. I mean Bob Woodward. Yeah. I mean, from what I understand, he's written several books about um, 
uh, I'm not sure if it's like every president or well, not every president, but maybe every president since Nixon. Yeah, all the presidents' men, the final days, brethren inside mm-hmm. the Supreme. I Court. have that somewhere. Um, I have all the presidents' men somewhere. Bush at war, Obama, the Obama wars, the brethren inside the Supreme Court. Mm. Yeah, agenda inside the Clinton West. I guess he does write books about presidents. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's his thing. Must mean he's pretty good at it. And apparently, he teaches investigation in, in, in he teaches investigative journalism. Likely, you could take a course if you want. Where? At the community college downtown. Just go check it out. At <laughs> the community college downtown. <laughs> Just go check it out. <laughs> oh, okay. Hey, I'm going to go row down the Potomac. Yeah. Go on that trail. Ride your bike yeah. to class. Yeah, exactly. I'll have a beer, please. Yeah. Here's your beer, sir. One beer. <laughs> Actually, a white just... can with the black letters that say beer on it. Actually, I'll put it here in the show notes. It's uh, Bob Woods. <laughs> Oh, yeah. That guy, he taught a master class. Excellent. Thank you very much. I'll put in the show notes. Anyone can go and learn how to be an investigative journalist and ruin our president's life. Step one, ask questions. That's right. It's like step one, be a journalist. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Go to college for six years. (laughs) Learn how to write. Don't be a fucking idiot. All right. Um, James, did you want to talk about anything for game theory? Uh, there's uh, nothing listed there, but has anything come across your mind? No, I, I think I told you this, but I started playing uh, Rainbow Six Siege and having a good time. I just Tom Clancy's to... Rainbow Six Siege. Yeah. yeah, so I just started playing that. It's pretty good. It's a good time. What um, about Tom Clancy's Hawks? What's that? That's a, that's a flying one, right? <laughs> yeah. No, that one's an old Nintendo failed game. Yeah, no. But you know what's funny? Rainbow Six and the Jack Ryan books do not exist in the same universe. And I don't know why that is. Hmm. Although, the person who goes to train Rainbow is John Clark. But never once in the Jack Ryan series of books where Clark exists and basically was born... Do they ever interact with Rainbow? At least not that I know of. I think I always thought that was very odd. But I, he probably just wanted the books to be he probably they probably exist in the same universe, but he never put it together for whatever reason. And I don't I don't know why. Ubi, Ubisoft does it all the time because they own all the licenses to all his shit. So they include Rainbow Six Siege with Ghost Recon characters and all that kind of stuff. I wouldn't be surprised if Jack Ryan doesn't exist in one way or another in the Ubisoft Rainbow Six universe. If even if just mentioned as an analyst, you know, when they talk about a mission or something like that, and they mm-hmm. never mentioned John Clark, but I'm sure he's mentioned in it too because he ran Rainbow for like a bunch of years. Okay, done. Okay, but yeah. So I'm playing that. It's fun. I'll let you know more next week. Cool. Uh, moving on to the Yum update, we got a couple articles in here. I assume uh, yeah, one is each of you. This is me again. Sorry. That doesn't uh, make sense, but yes. Yeah, so um, a new kernel, point for duty. KFC will give you $11,000 to name your child after Colonel Sanders. <laughs> How uh, long do you think this campaign will last? Well, it's over. I think it's over already. Oh, okay. No, it's over today. September 9th was the day. So basically, the first baby entered in, born on September 9th, will receive $11,000 for the uh, 11 herbs and spices. 
<laughs> the baby must be named Harlan David Sanders. Uh, yeah, that's or probably Harlan, very Harlan David. Doable. Oh yeah, it's doable. Eleven thousand dollars. Now I'll be honest with you. If I was, if twenty years from now, Harlan David Johnson was like, oh, I'm named after fucking KFC. Like I feel like he'd be kind of pissed. Like his parents. It'd be one thing if your parents gave up naming rights for you for like two million dollars, but for eleven thousand dollars. And it's That's not nothing. it's not even eleven thousand dollars cash in hand. It looks like from their tweet, it looks it's like college. it's a college fund. Yeah, it's college fund. Exactly. Which is good and all, but uh, you know, trying yeah. to get that money. Yeah, exactly. Um they are paying the balance so that taxes don't eat any of it up. But yeah, it doesn't seem they could do better than eleven thousand dollars. Yeah. You know, I don't know. So yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's all that is. All right. Uh, actually, I should check KFCs. They probably have a picture of whoever the winner was. It's a great name for your baby. Just say it out loud, Harlan. Plus, a great name for a kid. Get eleven dollars. Okay. They have the winner. Proudly announced the first annual Colonel's Adult Coloring. No, that's a coloring competition. What is this? Ten hours ago, they haven't named the baby yet. Or no one has come forward or whatever. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, they haven't come forward yet. They do have an adult coloring competition, though, if you're interested, Michael. Huh. Well, thank you. Yeah, seems simple enough. Um, yeah. Okay. Moving on to a hilarious article. Um... Who's is next? Who's is fresh? Is that also uh, that's James? That's me and James, I think. Okay. Um, this is <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> Absolutely disgusting. But hilarious. Yeah, so apparently a fish shop in Kuwait. Uh, he, he got the idea that to make his fish look fresher, he would put googly eyes over their eyes. Yeah. And I love the tweet that someone put here. He said, the intersection of people who know enough about fish to look at their eyes to judge freshness and people who would be tricked by googly eyes can't possibly be very large. <laughs> so True. I learned that from Evan. I, I I saw this article. And I was like, Evan would be very displeased by this trick. You know, because <laughs> Evan taught me that. He's like, he's like, look at the eyes. They're so, They're too milky. You know, yeah. oh, that's like they get cloudy. That's a they that fish cloudy, has been yeah. dead for a long time. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that article. I was like, ha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, dude, can you imagine how bold that is, though? <laughs> so he put the googly eyes on him and go buy more googly eyes. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Yeah, man. And uh, okay, so thank you for that, Mike. I think uh, you ad libbed and put a put a late entry in here. I did. So just talking about this Colonel Sanders thing, this KOC thing reminded me of this Domino's thing I saw. In Russia, Domino's put out a promotion. They said, if you get a tattoo of Domino's, of the Domino's logo on your body in a prominent place, quote unquote, we'll give you free pizza for life. So what do you think people did? Went fucking ham. Yeah. Correct. (laughs) 
I'd get a fucking Domino's pizza tattoo. I don't give a fuck. Right? <laughs> you should give a fuck, but I understand where you're coming from. <laughs> Sounds like so, a bad idea, Domino's. <laughs> yeah, they they uh, said they started it on Friday, and it was supposed to last two months. What? So I guess it was like a week ago, because they said Friday, but whatever. It says they, they lasted, they ended it in just five days after over 300 people like tweeted pictures and you know tried to go to stores and be like I claim my free pizza you know and so, I wonder what they define as a lifetime supply because if they go by like statistics then you say your average family of four has a Domino's pizza once a week so you get one pizza per week it's probably something like that mm-hmm. like you don't get a card where you just go in and order anything you want and it's free forever. <laughs> Didn't some guy win free pizza for life? And they ended up just giving him, like, they gave him money. The dollar equivalent, yeah. Yeah. I wonder, was that? So there's a couple articles like that. You could Google this. um, Where people, they do, like, a compilation article. And they they say, okay, if you won something for life, what what does that actually mean? Right. You know? So I've seen it on the Chive a couple times and maybe on Cracked. Where they actually talk to people who won something, like... You know, like for life and what it means. So lifetime it can, it supply can of water. Yeah, it can be. It can mean all kinds of different things. It's know? like one one case per month. <laughs> yeah, or... enjoy your three quarters of a bottle each day. Mm-hmm. So I just thought this is funny. This Domino's yep. thing. I would have been like, hell yeah! And of course, <laughs> it's in Russia. Yeah. Well, true. I'm not making judgments on your tattoos or anything, but you are enthusiastic about getting a master shake on your calf or something. So, you know, a Domino's logo on top of a master shake tattoo would be, you know, not too crazy. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, okay. Yeah. No, that's all I got to say about that. All right. Uh, we'll move on to the extra section. I just had one thing in here. Uh, again, I've been, Watching through you know old episodes of Star Trek Deep Space Nine, and for whatever reason I started looking up uh, Terry Farrell who played Jedzia Dax. I think I was curious why she left the show in you know basically the last season, and I found out that she is married this year I believe um, to the son of Leonard Nimoy. Oh wow! Which I thought it was it was an interesting connection. Really? Yep, Adam Nimoy. Did she meet him at some related She thing? she she married him this year? I I think That's it was so this year. F- Maybe it was 20 like within the last couple of years because she got divorced uh in 2015, I believe, from her first marriage. So fucking weird. Yeah. I mean, it's not that weird, I guess, but Sounds pretty unrelated actually, now that now that now that I they were probably introduced in some, you know, Star Trek X actor inner circle meeting kind of thing. Maybe they met at a con of some sort. Uh, but yeah, uh, they were married in 2018. Dude, her, hus- her, her former husband is the Sprint guy. So, yeah, I looked that what? up too. It's not, it's not like the, the dorky guy in glasses. 
who I when I saw a sprint guy, you probably knew who no, it was. That's, but that's I was Verizon. like, oh, that's that guy. That's but the he Verizon was. Guy. He, wasn't he like T-Mobile or something before Verizon? No, he was like he Verizon, and now he's Sprint. Okay, this is an old. This yeah, is like this old is the, commercials. Like this is like the StarTac days. Yeah, this is like yeah. commercials from the nineties. Yeah, yeah, they were married for thirteen years. Oh uh, yeah, so I, so I just thought it was interesting. Like you, that's quite a quite a Trek family you've got now. Anyways, I see you know people are getting wrapped up in Wikipedia. So let's let's move on here, Mike. What do you got? Uh, all right. So this one's great. So this was I saw this first as a meme. And I saw it a few places as a meme, and then it turns out it's like actually a real thing. So these guys noticed a blank wall in their local McDonald's that they go to all the time. Mm-hmm. They he this guy made a poster of him and his friend at that looks like a McDonald's ad, and they hung it up in the McDonald's. You know, unbeknownst to anyone. And they're like, like fifty. With it. They're like, yeah, fifty-one days later, it's still there. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's fucking great. That's <laughs> hilarious. I love that. Wait, what is it? This guy. This guy made a poster. This would be like if I made a poster of you and me and hung it up in a McDonald's of us like eating McDonald's. Who would be like, da, 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 I'm loving it. You know, like a oh McDonald's my God, poster. That's great. <laughs> they realize there are literally no Asians in any pictures hanging in that restaurant. Nice, I like it. That's fucking great. That is great. Hell yeah, dude! These guys are beasts. That's quality craftsmanship. Uh, so the owner of the McDonald's is probably like, eh, whatever. It looks it looks about right. They were like, oh, some new promotional artwork, fine, whatever. Yeah, I mean, although they probably are the ones who are supposed to be hanging that shit up. Oh yeah, absolutely. Did McDonald's say anything? It's like, we got got. We're leaving it up. Oh, Fox News somehow got involved? Alright, Mike, you want to tell us about some uh, some other Asians? Uh, I don't know, probably. Uh, let's see. <laughs> it's like, well, in general, my answer is yes. <laughs> Can you be more specific? Oh wait, yeah, this one. Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Good. This, there's more to this story. You realize that, you, right? Yeah, I, I do. Yeah. So, someone posted, "How did you hang it up without you, without seeing it?" He said, "I became regional interior coordinator, and there's a picture of him fucking dressed in a McDonald's shirt with a name tag and shit, and a and a thing like a radio." And a tie. So he went in there. Whoa. <laughs> that is a gangster-ass bit of social engineering. Yeah, so he got a McDonald's shirt, got a name tag, and put on put on the name tag, Regional Interior Coordinator. Yeah. So I guess if anyone saw him, they'd be like, okay, whatever. Like, mm-hmm. It's just like I, I read another unrelated article where... A guy said he he was basically granted all access everywhere he went by wearing a high vis vest. <laughs> yeah, I heard about that. 
Like get a concert, no problem. Get in wherever, no problem. Get in there, no problem. Like, <laughs> just act like you belong and make sure your clothes are correct. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So anyway, uh the next article, which also, as Evan says, involves Asians. This is in China. So this actually this story gets more and more crazy the more I read into it. But the, the, the major headline is that at this for this kindergarten class in China, you know, it's like oh new you know, new year, like, welcome back kids, blah blah blah. There was a, a pole dancing performance done by <laughs> by some scantily clad women. Oh my god. Is this were they hired or is this one of the teachers or something? No, no, it's they're not hired. that they're bad. Hired. She's wearing, you know, an a, an a top that covers everything and shorts. It's not like she's there in, a, you know, a thong and nothing else. Why would they have but, this? But still, <laughs> yeah. Why would this be at a kindergarten? <laughs> but China's really weird. We've been over this. We we talked about this. They're very strange, and they do weird stuff because they think, oh, this is normal and okay. Fucking weird. So another guy uh, who lives there, he's a expat as they say um he says he tweeted so before our kids got out of kindergarten for the summer there was 10 days of military activities and displays of machine guns and mortars at the door so that that was one thing he said now the principals welcome them back with a strip pole dance on the flagpole (laughs) bearing the prc flag she's gone nuts (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) <laughs> why? I wonder why. Who approved this? This is like that other guy's. Oh, maybe it's supposed commercial. to be like art. Maybe it's supposed to be like art. <sighs> it's in China, so it shouldn't be like math and engineering related, right? No, I don't think that's their thing in China. <laughs> I don't think that's their thing. <laughs> I think we think that's their thing, but I don't think it is. Hmm, okay. I could be mistaken. Yeah. All right, what do we got next, Mike? You guys hear about this? This guy, he followed someone home after this woman supposedly cut him off in traffic or whatever the fuck, whatever she supposedly did. He followed her to her house. She gets out of the car. She, like, parked in her driveway, gets out of the car. This guy's there. And she's filming with her cell phone. She posted this on Twitter. And this guy's yelling at her like, hey, you dumb N-word, blah, 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 whatever. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's he's literally in his work truck that says, like, it's like he has, like, an HVAC company. Uh, yeah. And it's his own company. <laughs> so, of course, they tracked him down later and blah, blah, blah. Now he says he says his his business is ruined because all Yelp reviews and all kinds of shit to say this racist piece of crap blah 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 whatever. Yeah, yeah. Did he expect differently? <laughs> you know. Uh huh. Yeah, it says local news caught up with him and asked if he regretted what he said. Uh. 
and he refused to apologize for his racist language. It's like, but now he's changed his tune after his uh, his business was hosed. Mm-hmm. It says, it, this is a quote from the guy, it was, it was an awful mistake, and obviously I don't know how to explain it, and it's ruined my life, and it's ruined my family's life. I'm out of business, clearly out, I'm done, I'll never work in Columbus again. This has completely and thoroughly ruined my life. Well, good job. You did it to yourself. That's what happens. <laughs> yeah. Step number one, yeah. don't follow anyone home. Yeah. Control your fucking <laughs> shit. <laughs> don't be yelling. I mean, and don't compound the fact and be like, well, oh, you're N-word. You know, just stop. Okay? Think. Uh, you know, to quote, to quote a wise man, shut the fuck up. You think if you're in your car, you're driving down the road, and you're like, I could tell this guy what for. I'm going to follow him home. Then you stop, and you think, and you're like, maybe I should shut the fuck up <laughs> and just go about my goddamn business. That's what you should do. I'm telling you, man. You got to be careful. I can't let your rage get the best of you. Oh, well. Yeah. You know, rage, the, prop, the proper place to let your rage loose is in online gaming. Yeah. This guy is well, Jeffrey Jeffrey Whitman. Yeah, poor Jeff Whitman. Michael, go to his house and punch him. Yeah, exactly. I'll just get, you know, find a dollar. Yeah, just find a dollar. <laughs> um, no. Only, uh, Evan, you're right, but only on Xbox Live um, against playing against 12-year-olds. Yeah, you, you know what You know what uh, <laughs> happened with... I found this out. Uh, Siege, they have some kind of... I don't know what it is, but they have some kind of crazy-ass anti-slur system so if you say like the n-word or you type the n-word or you say anything like that it you get auto banned instantly hmm yeah it's crazy slurs like like uh what's it call it he said he got a what was it he got a i don't know it wasn't an insta ban it was yeah it was an insta ban but it wasn't permanent um, it's not a permanent ban. It's just like a quick, like a 24 hour, three day ban or something like that. But I don't know how long he said it was for, but he said, someone said, what is the name of Cartman's superhero character? And he said, Captain Coon. Well, <laughs> he got banned. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Got him. Yeah. <laughs> and he was setting people up in there and getting them banned. Yeah, he got banned because of that. Captain Coon. Because Coon is uh, like a racial slur from like the 50s or whatever. Yeah. You know? hmm. That's crazy. That yeah, that one's a little, a little, a little much. Yeah, a little much. So is, is Coon Hound an acceptable word or is that is that not is that not actually a thing at I all? I think it, that's an actual dog. Yeah, I think Coon Hound's just a hound dog that chases off raccoons. Or does it chase off something else? <laughs> <Coon>. <laughs> Yeah. I don't even know. Coonhound is a type of scent hound and a member of the hound group. They are an American type of hunting dog developed for game animals. And chasing blacks now. <laughs> oh, it says specifically coon hunting. I'm going to click well, on that. We'll, we'll see where this goes. It's worse and worse. <laughs> it says coon hunting or raccoon hunting is yeah. a practice of hunting raccoons. Okay. It's like for their meat and fur. For- Slavery in the Americas. Yeah. Is that like, oh, shit. Here we yeah. go. These poor dogs have been made to be. 
That's right. Slavers. <laughs> slave <laughs> hound. Yeah. Otherwise known as a slave hound. Oh, man. Yep. All right. And what do we got for the last one, Mike? Um, so I just thought this was funny. So you guys, I, I don't know, you heard about this at all. Brett Kavanaugh, the guy who's in front of the Senate right now. Mm. They're, they're trying to confirm him for uh, to be in the Supreme Court. Um, so they're, you know, they're, he's in front of the Senate answering questions and whatever. And he said, so he's from around here, meaning the DC area. He said, I'm a native of this area. I'm a native of an urban. So they asked him about an assault weapons ban thing, right? So he said, I'm a native of this area. I'm a native of an urban suburban area. I grew up in a city plagued by gun violence and gang violence and drug violence. Okay. That's what he said. Where is he really actually from? I mean, you could argue this semantics, whatever, but he's from Bethesda. Right. Of course. Right. It's not like he's from, you know, the mean streets of Anacostia or whatever, you know, like, right. so where's or even in the good part of dc he's not you know green line for life (laughs) so so look you know here's the funny thing right there's very few parts how old is he he's probably in his 50s looks to be mid 50s so there's no part of this he was born in 1965 okay so he's yeah so so there's no part of this area that was plagued with gun violence you know maybe some parts of dc baltimore some parts of Baltimore at some times in its history, but that I think is more recent history. You know, I don't know about the seventies and shit like that. Maybe the seventies, but he, he graduated from Georgetown Prep in nineteen eighty-three. Get the fuck out of here! Come on, man. <laughs> Come the fuck on. Plagued by gun violence. So, so this piece of shit, right? He'll probably get confirmed. I'm hoping he won't. But it seems like they're just lifting up a garbage bag and fucking skeletons and. Fucking dead black people and raped women and all kinds of wild shits just falling out. Like, oh, here's a kid you molested, and oh, you fucked the priest. Like, all kinds of shit is just falling out of this garbage bag of Brett Kavanaugh. I'm just all those things I said are totally insubstantiated. I totally made them up, but the, it seems like the more documents they get on him, the more shit they like take the time to read. They're like, oh, this guy's sketchy as hell. You know, he'll probably get confirmed anyway because sketchy motherfuckers go to become get confirmed and. And he's, the, you know, all right, it's time for our country to be thrown into fucking sunder by totally offsetting the power balance and Supreme Court. So we'll see what happens. It's going to totally be a conservative Supreme Court for the rest of our lives if this fuckwit gets in there. So we'll see what happens. But, um, yeah, uh, yeah. It's I heard I heard uh, that Trump uh, prevented a thousand pages of this guy's yeah, exactly writings from coming out. Yeah, publicly claimed, claimed executive privilege. He his, worked for his writings. <laughs> yeah, I don't know writings. Decision. I don't know what it was exactly. To be okay. honest, but it, it was his opinions on stuff. He he worked with. He was in the Bush White House. So while he was in the Bush White House, he wasn't didn't really have a pet. Like he was kind of like a staff legal thing. I don't know. But so he wrote some like not even like public opinions, but like hey, I think you should do this, and here's why, and here's the legal reasons why you should do it, or whatever. Like, that kind of stuff. So, that's the kind of stuff he held back for executive decision, which he, he's allowed to do. You know. It's not like he wrote 
the KKK manifesto and that's being yeah. withheld. No, yeah. So apparently, though, he gave they gave them forty two thousand documents, and this is a hallmark of shadiness, right? They gave them forty two thousand pages of documents, like the night before the first day of his of his, you know, going before the judiciary committee or whatever. That's how mm-hmm. laws get passed, James. Yeah, exactly. They do it all the time, and anytime they do it, it's some sketchy shit. There's some fat crammed in there, or some bullshit, or a lie, or just some all out fucking. Just some some craziness. So we'll see what happens. I mean, it's really fucked up, honestly. They didn't let Obama put anyone in. They just wouldn't let him, which is yeah. fucked up. I need to pass a law against that from ever happening again because really they stifled the ability for the government to function. You know, so they shouldn't be allowed to do that. But okay, fine, they did it, and everyone's cool with that. No problem. Uh. I mean, it's funny how they did that, and everyone's like, oh, this is how the law works. I mean, like, what are you talking about? How can people be allowed to stop the functioning of the government? And then the other thing is, to me, the judiciary branch must have balance. They cannot allow politicians to use political weight to put political political people in. Like, it it, it should have balance. If it's going to be politics, politically leaning, it should have some conservatives and some Democrats. And maybe one centrist or something like that, but it it it, it should have balance. There mm-hmm. has to be a tiebreaker. It's, this is going to take away the balance in the whole thing, and and the fact he's allowed to do that, and people, most people, are like, oh well, whatever, you know, like they don't understand how dangerous this is to our republic. Can you know? the president replace someone from the Supreme Court? I don't think so. I think once they're in, they have to step down. He can ask them, like, hey, you should quit. Right, but he can't like make them, you know. He's, once they're there, he can't the fire whole them. idea is the whole idea is they're supposed to be unimpugned, un. They're supposed to be able to you're supposed they're supposed to be able to function without the threat of political interference. Right, so they can't be fired. They can only leave on their own. They can't be fucked with by the government. That's the whole idea how the judiciary branch works. So. So Trump can't fucking diddle with it, and the next president can't fucking diddle with it. You know? It's bad. It's dangerous. I mean, mm-hmm. we're talking about, like, Trump set us back four years, probably more. You know, once once we start to recover from the tariffs and the enemies he's made and the sore, hurt feelings with other countries he's done. But that's one thing. But then the political fucking imbalance, if we keep... It, you know, and the what these guys, what people like Kavanaugh and stuff can do to abortion rights and civil rights and women getting paid the same amount of money as men and all these kind of things. I mean, you know, we just don't even know. Like, we don't know how these guys feel about these issues. Right. But if Trump is picking Kavanaugh, there's a reason. He's not picking him because he's fucking a swell guy. He's this guy worked in the Bush White House, so he's picking him for a reason. He's a conservative fucking dick whittler. That's why he's picking him, not because he's swell. You know, or good for the country. Like Trump doesn't pick people that are good for the country. He picks fucking trolls and vagabonds and idiots. And people Just who whoever he knows. Whenever they open their mouth, like any of his regular people, like, they always look like Ugh, like a deer in the headlights. <laughs> I don't care if it's Jeff Sheffin, Jeff Sessions, Speaker of the House. They all look lost. They're like, oh, what did I do to my life? I called the guy inward in this driveway. Now my life's ruined. Here I am in the fucking White House. <laughs> Except for General Matt, Mattis, he can do no wrong. I agree. 
He's perfect. Thank you, sir, for your service. Yeah. Thank you for being awesome. Yes, yeah, sir. Drop that fucker twice. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right, James, you got a couple things in here. Would you like to uh, go uh, ahead? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Sorry, go ahead. Okay, so... Oh, my God. What is this Warhammer... Yeah, that's a video. So that's just a video of all the lines from the from the, the Marines say mm. um, in the game. And it's all like, stop the heretic, you know, for the Imperium of Man. It's shit like that. And I thought you'd find it interesting, Michael, because ah. the lore is so deep in that. And, like, I watched a video, 45-minute video on the Imperium of Man, trying to understand <laughs> it. And, I mean, it's crazy. It's like the Emperor rose to power after the the apocalypse in the 20, 20, 2300s or whatever, the 2330, 2303s or whatever. And then he built the first breed of super soldiers, you know, and then the, those became the, uh, I forgot what they're called. They get implanted with the gene seed and the gene seed is what made the first, the Marine. They're basically gods, like demigods, and it's this fucking craziness, dude. It's all crazy insanity made by a fucking nut job, and it's great. It's fucking brilliant to watch. And there's so much like the sisters of battle, you know, and the fucking there's a one of the leaders you can get is called the brother captain, you know, and <laughs> there's the fucking apothecary. It's all these crazy characters, and it's all this hyper religious sort of zealot zealotry stuff and there's like the tech marine and remember when we talked about the uh, the religion what was the red the a techno priest or whatever what was the name of the religion the the priest in our fake religion uh you said if you were to create a technocracy you would have techno mages yeah they have shit like that i was like you talking about gabe rothblatt's religion yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah they have no, shit no, no. like that terrasem <laughs> Yeah, but no, not not like lame like theirs, like a cool, um, like the one I want to make up. Cool. Oh, like you mean like like uh, Claire Grammaton? Yeah, like that. Yeah. They have shit like that, and you're like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's exactly. It's just fun. It's like, so... Yeah, it's, uh, you got it. You got it. Jesus Christ. That's yeah, crazy. Evan, you know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about. It's a great title, and it never really struck me until now. <laughs> like he's he's a grammaton cleric. Like what is that? Yeah, it's nuts. <laughs> yeah, it's it's nuts. great. It's, it's absolutely great. nuts, but it's good. Um okay, so that's all that is. Nothing special about that if you're interested in that. The game that game is like four years old, but it's so much fun if you're interested in RTSs. Um so if anyone wants to know more about that, email me, I'll tell you what mods to get to make it playable. Um Okay, last thing the other thing I had that's not there, I'll post it in there is Patton Oswalt's quote about Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds and Clint Eastwood were fired from Gunsmoke and Rawhide at the same time. Burt was told he couldn't act, and Clint was told his neck was too skinny. In the parking <laughs> lot, Burt said to Clint, I don't know what you're going to do, but I'm going to take acting lessons. <laughs> this is this is classic Burt Reynolds, man. He's just a funny dude and a... You know, um, what's it called? It says something I think that sums him up so well. She said, this is Dolly Parton. She said, uh, he had a mischievous sparkle in his eye. And he did. 
Like when people say someone had a mischievous sparkle, it, Burt Reynolds had it. He had it in spades, you know. So you're gonna miss, dude. All right, that's all I have. That I just I'll put. That would you in. would you tap Sally Field? Oh, dude. Yeah. Um, then, Especially thirty years ago. Thirty years ago, yeah. I'd give away to her six ways a Sunday. Okay. She'd be Sally Broadus. <laughs> um. Let's see what else do I have in here. Uh oh, Bob Woodward's masterclass. That's in the show notes down there. Uh that I in my extra section. So, so I didn't realize masterclass was a thing. Yeah, it's a thing. Yeah. There's I a know, I never heard of that. There's uh the guy who's a famous astronaut, what's his name? Who did Rocket Man? The song? <laughs> he redid the song on the ISS. Chris Hadfield? Oh. Chris Hadfield, he did an astronaut masterclass. Oh, I was like, really I was like the fucking piano man. Like, what are you Bowie? talking about, <laughs> David Bowie? Um, no. And also, did you guys hear about the fucking the Russian? I think it was the. It's not the ISS, or maybe it was the ISS, but apparently they found a hole in it. Like someone from outside drilled a hole into it. No. And they thought it was debris, like a debris hit it, but it turns out that it was a drill. Like someone had drilled a hole into the ISS from outside and they're trying to they're investigating right now whether it was like outside while it was in space or outside while it was still part of the Russian rocket program like it was Russian part of the Russian space station some part of the Russian thing we came up with a hole in it yeah like they someone like someone flubbed it like fucked up and put a hole in it you know, like Ooh. it was a mistake. Well, they're like, oh, oh shit! Okay. So they filled it with glue or something and covered it up. And now, over time, <laughs> they grew over it. Yeah, exactly. That's what they did. <laughs> so, and now over time, of course, space is a horrible, dark, cold place, and with violent temperature changes and all kinds of shit. And something happened, and the glue was now deteriorated, and now they had this hole. And they discovered it. So it was only suspicious because like, it's a put drill spackle hole. in it. Yeah, I mean, it's Russia, so of course they're like, it's fine, it's fine. <laughs> do you want to tell the fucking commissar that we need to fucking redo this million-dollar thing? I don't think so. Just put the fucking Dude, caulking in it. James, put okay. some fucking putty in there. You Work with me here. you got to create create a meme or, or just a, a picture that shows the hole in the space station, and then like in a, in a watermarked background, it's Justin Timberlake and Andy Samberg. <laughs> yeah, that's right, dick in a box. <laughs> yeah. It's a good idea. I like that. I like that. Um I'll add that in at the end of my thing too, so you guys can see the hole and stuff. Um and the last thing was this is just the ha- Instagram hashtag for the Pizza Hut. So you can see all of the Pizza Hut tattoos. Oh, my browser supports these crazy symbols? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um yeah, and there's a ton of them too. I like the ones that have Ninja Turtles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're interesting. <laughs> That's yeah, a good way of blending it in. It is. That's funny. Yeah, there's some cool ones here, though. But, yeah, so there's that. And uh, I'll put that space thing in. i got to find one, but I'll send it about it, but I'll find it. Excellent. Thank you very much. No problem. Thank you, sir. I think that's everything. So we'll uh, we'll wrap up the episode here. Uh, you can check us out at our website, iopanelpodcast.com. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can send us some email, feedback at iopanelpodcast.com. If you'd like to follow us on uh, social media, subscribe to the RSS feed, 
and or uh, support the podcast via Patreon or Amazon affiliate. All of that is available under the social media or social life menu on our website. Trying to drive traffic there. You can also listen to the episodes on our website through Mixcloud. Uh, All the links you need are there. We thank you all for joining us once again, and we'll talk to you next week.